We're uh, we're just firing up here, guys. We're gonna have a fun show. Uh, yeah, I've been having uh, issues with this audio. Uh, but you can still hear yourself. You're good. I can hear myself when I hear you crystal clear, Keith. All right, well, and that's the most important thing. We got a lot of stuff to talk about here. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Yep. Uh, we'll see you on the other side of uh, the intro song, which is quite possibly the best part of our show. Uh, see you guys. From Atlanta, Fulton We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. What color I see? Then you maintain the status. December seventh, night. And a question a psychopath. go people pretty smooth intro for uh i'm getting pretty quick at this getting pretty quick at this welcome to the show everybody uh this is keith pazel uh we're here and i can hear the audio going in and out yeah in the headphones no it's 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 okay it's just annoying to listen to to have to not hear yourself and hear yourself but welcome to the show (laughs) uh this is keith pazel i am keith pazel with adam crocious we're gonna watch tv make fun of it talk about the world and just relax a little bit Sure, you know uh, we're gonna do back. that. You, I did a solo show without you. It went well. Uh, well, because uh, <laughs> I, I was. I'm there. happy. <laughs> I'm happy because I want to do more during the week, and I don't want to have to like have to ha- like if I want to do a quick hour to update the standings. I want to be able to know I could do it. Oh, okay. Good for you, man. Good for you. You know, exactly. Um, Stretch out, grow, if you will. Yeah, grow you like know? this young lady here on the screen did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're watching some. Uh, this is some new, new news. Haven't had a show in a little while. I think maybe ten days. Hey, there everybody. Exactly. All we're right. here. Listen to how brassy that was. It's so optimistic and upbeat. You know, I like it. It works. So we're watching some local news yeah. about how West Hollywood is continuing its arts tradition. Oh, oh it's a Woman's Harry Month, right? Isn't it? It's Woman's Day, I think. And it's also Women's Could History Month. Could be the whole month. month. Yeah, well, they're, they're, taking, they're taking all of it, I guess. Fuck, man. We ain't got anything left. The white man is under attack. <laughs> well, again, I said this. Can you imagine if you actually thought that? You actually thought you were under attack. I mean, come on. It's Again, I don't look at someone else's quote-unquote advancement or having a voice as being at my expense i'm not threatened by it you know there's enough space the world and the universe if you want to get california is very abundant there's plenty of space for everyone you know? abundance you know exactly but you sound like a pre-k teacher <laughs> exactly but it's, it's the truth you know who is that dr barbara ferrer 
Is that Dr. Barbara Ferrer? Anytime I see a bushy haired white, a white haired bushy head, like a fro. Oh yeah, no, it's fro. It's Lauren Meister. Oh my she's god, the it's mayor. Lauren Meister. Oh, she's the mayor of West Hollywood. Is that really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She looks like an old seventies gay man. Well, fucking <laughs> no, but she's in fact an old seventies gay woman. Actually, is what she is out there with her fucking spaghetti top, her spaghetti <laughs> tee. I, I picked up a passenger today. For those of you who know, I, I am a Lyft driver. My first passenger this morning. I, I got a little early, about eight thirty, a little earlier than normal, and picked him. I don't know if he was coming from work. He had the tightest tight shorts. There's a certain. <laughs> it's like the what I look at as the late 70s, early 80s jogger look is definitely a look, I think, within the uh, gay continuum of appearances. Got a little know? Champions League. There we go. Soccer. Oh, here. who's in who's in this? Who, it's Liverpool and Inter Milan. Ooh. Okay. Here's how here's how American the game is getting their name. Official name used to be like International la la Milano Olympic yeah, yeah, yeah. Club, the Association <laughs> Club, like exactly. nine names. And now they officially just changed it to Inter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I will say this much. This is something I appreciate. You know, as you know, I bitch about the younger generation. It's a cliche. It's old, but I continue to do it. But there are good things about your generation. And one of the things I like about your generation, and particularly Black you. Black cocks. Well, <laughs> no. It, it is. Well, if that's your thing, man, hey. Uh, but no, it is the appreciation of soccer. Like America, there's more of a fan base Yeah, now but there's a soccer. lot of people that are also obnoxious. Oh, you watch soccer. Well, yeah, I mean, there's still going to be that. It's not, When I was a kid, and I've talked about it a million times. I was an NASL fan. The North American the Sting, Soccer League baby. from 1973 they to 81. Hour. Uh, no, Franz no, Huckenbicker. No, 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 that was uh, the New York Cosmos used to get all the aging European players from the 70s. They also got like, they had Pele. I saw Pele play soccer. I actually saw him play soccer. You saw Pele. Yeah, he was, I saw Pele. He, he was like 41 years old. It was also Giorgio Canalia was was a was on the New York Cosmos. Franz Beckenbauer, as you said earlier, they used to get all these like foreign type players that would come over and play for the New York Cosmos, and they used to draw. They they played in the same stadium as the, as the Giants played, not not the Jets. Yeah, that was I think they, that was a big. I remember watching like a thirty for thirty about how it was like a big deal that they sold out Giant Stadium. Oh yeah, they and they'd sell it out pretty consistently. Like it wasn't like infrequently. You know, I mean, they would draw better than the Yankees. The Mets, the Mets drew like twelve thousand fans a game back then, and they'd get like fifty to sixty thousand. I went to the Washington Diplomats for my team. Johan Cruyff was the player they Hell got. Yeah, dude. Johan Cruyff. He's like the one of the greatest European players of all time. A- a- well, the Netherlands went to the I think the uh, the I think it was the World Cup final in seventy four and seventy eight. They didn't win, kind of like what it was eight years ago. But they, uh, but Johan Cruyff basically was like the player on that team. He also he died recently. Oh, he yeah. smoked. Two packs of cigarettes a day and was a prof- and a great professional soccer player. He was always and he remained like a part of Barcelona's like fucking cat like in their academy and shit. Oh, he really? Was, yeah. And he was oh, like, really? a, 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 like on the team's board and shit like that. Wow. So he was a name. Oh, in yeah. Soccer. And there's like stadiums are like the shape of his head and shit well, like that. Well, when I went to Amsterdam, they it's ha- named after him. It's Johan. Kr- it's like it's, where Ajax it's, plays. It's where Ajax. Ajax. Okay. Ajax. Yeah. It's where Ajax plays. <laughs> kind of halfway in between you you were the right way i was the kind of semi right i way. still feel weird saying iox iox exactly okay um but it's but it's 
it's like Holland Stadium, but it's called Johan Cruyff Field. Well, you know how they do yeah. that thing where it's like yeah. the name of the stadium, but the field is named after Cruyff. They've planted his pubes. Well, in I the have ground. I have a picture when I was there. I was there in 2018. Was the last time I was in Amsterdam. I say the last time because I've been there three times, and I fucking oh, love it. I love, it Amsterdam. <laughs> I love Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam. I want to get better with these fucking drops. I want to just make the show fully action packed. I feel like we're doing good here. Exactly. Uh, I just uh, the break is good. It serves us well. You know, it, it, it's like when you work. You haven't worked out in about a week and a half when you. You go back that first well, workout. I did this on you're Thursday. tight. You're tight. You know. So I, f- well, I feel good though. Yeah. It's about me. You feel no. good. <laughs> but no, but, but with uh, I, so I got the picture of Johan Cruyff had a famous move that he did. I think during maybe a European champion or maybe it was a World Cup, and they had that sculpture in front of the stadium. So I went to the stadium and did a tour. It, it's the old in 1928, it like the Virgin Mary statue. It, 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 in in 19 uh, 1928, Amsterdam had an Olympics, so it's the old Olympic Stadium. So I did a tour of the Olympic Stadium. It is tiny. When you think of what the Olympic yeah. stadiums are now, it's got like ten thousand seats or oh, something I, like that. I think it's like between maybe it's fourteen to sixteen. It's small. It's small. That being said, very well kept and maintained. That that, that, that structure was built almost a hundred years ago, ninety years ago when I saw it. Uh, ninety years old. Uh, it looks pretty good. They have a lot of athletic events there, like you know track things and like Euro sports that they're into. You know, a lot of track. Of course, some football going on oh, there. Here we Weird go. tossing games. I don't really get very European. Speaking you know? of top sports here, we're going to switch to the Winter Paralympics here. Oh, okay. You strap, there we go. A, you there strap we go. a stump to a fucking... To a fucking board here. Oh, wow. look at her. She's got really weird, irregular feet. Ooh, oh, oh, she got spinal bifida, like like a shallow how. She got biffed. You know, that that yeah, that's her thing. But yeah. It, Named but, after the character from Back to the Future. I don't think if you knew, <laughs> if you knew that. A different pronunciation. But no, yeah, with the, with the, I give your credit. I give your generation credit. You like soccer. I respect that. I, I think that's a good thing. So you know? I don't know if you know. Because it died. This. When Reagan got elected, when Reagan got elected in 1980, it, it was it. You did not play soccer anymore. The NASL went bankrupt. It was like, you're playing fucking football. This is America. We're not playing some European sport. It's very American, man. Because in the 70s, you know, soccer had a bit of a, you know, there was all the major East, almost all the major cities had soccer teams. Minneapolis had a soccer team. The Chicago Sting, you know, the the, the San Diego Aztecs. <laughs> no, the Los Oh. Was it the Los Angeles Aztec? I can't think of what it was. You know who played for them? Was uh, was it not Pete Best, the drummer? Who's George Best, the guy who played for uh, Manchester United, who died? Oh yeah, he who blew fucking, his second liver out. Oh dude, he fucking <laughs> he was such blew an his alcoholic. Shit out. He blew his first liver out, then he got a second one, and he blew that one out too. It's like, whoa, dude, yeah. you, you didn't get it the first time. Wow, oh, you bestie. like alcohol. He was a he, I mean, he was a great player in like late sixties, early seventies soccer. Like you guys are athletes. Here's how much soccer is catching on. I'm yeah. about to show you this here. Um, let's see if I can get a good video of wow. the actual game. I, you know, so Charlotte FC just debuted in MLS, and uh, oh, okay. it's, they're an expansion team, and they just broke the MLS record for attendance. It's the second highest attendance for an official game. Of all time in the entire world. Wow. 74,000 people showed up. Well, you know, I, I give them credit. I mean, they knew where to. Ex- they're making Here a we splash. Go. Here's a picture of it. It's interesting. It's, it's uh, a, we'll see if it maintains because in Atlanta, they fill that football stadium for like middle of December games. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, exactly. But, but you know, that, that's a pretty good splash. That's a good oh, splash. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you've, in, and the you've Panthers, made an imprint. The Panthers yeah. aren't chop liver. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's also, it just shows, man, Charlotte is definitely a competition for Atlanta. It's it's definitely the second city of the Southeast. Ooh, they had technical uh, both, issues. Both Wells Fargo Bank and Bank of America's corporate headquarters are located in Charlotte. I think there's something like sixty to 70,000 finance jobs in a town of a little over a million people. It's like finance is a major thing. Look at I all can that. see soccer. It's definitely by, by North Carolina. They raised the queen. They have a big Whoa. queen TIFO. Holy shit. That, that's wow there you go they're singing the national anthem they're americanizing it there you go ain't no one gonna kneel on this one the europeans wouldn't kneel they, they would do it to kneel for they're doing it like they sing oasis songs yeah. and, like, <laughs> fucking soccer games. and maybe you're gonna be the one that oh look the yeah that's hilarious the, the, the cadence of it Ugh. I want to show you the queen. But North Carolina, by by Southern standards, is actually moderate. Like by Southern standards, it's actually moderately progressive. Oh yeah, because of the universe. Because also because there's money down there. And Charlotte is a major Here's business. The queen city. I flew there. I did get an interview there four years ago. I got offered a job working for Wells Fargo out here, being a closing officer in affordable housing. I did not want to do that. It sounded like a, a circle of hell. They oh, they offered it to me. Bitches. I was going to make pretty good cash, but God, it was going to be a lot of work. <laughs> so I had to fly down to Charlotte for a, that little reveal there, people, uh, to go to uh, to go to a Wells Fargo interview. You know, I'm sorry, I'm making you stretch like this. No, just man, it's <laughs> all good, man. It's, it's good. Uh, you see the queen they raised absolutely. in the stands? Who's that supposed to be? It's like, just because Charlotte's the queen city. Oh, okay, okay. So like, though, it'll. I thought that, that was Cincinnati. No, Cincinnati is the fucking awful city. <laughs> the, the, the river, the river racist city. Yeah, Cincinnati has got a lot of South in it. It's got a lot of that bad part of the South. Larry Flint made his I mean, made his debut in Cincinnati, then came to. I love that's hilarious. There are me. suburbs of Cincinnati that are in Kentucky. Oh, I, oh yeah, Covington, Covington, Kentucky's right. That, that's where Justin Pete Covington. Rose, because you know, Cincinnati is a very conservative city. That that's what when I was in when I was in college, Pete. Uh, Pete, what I'm saying. Pete? When I was in college, uh, Paisel. Yeah, who I am? Do you? W- w- when I was in college, I had to. Uh, the, the big issue, a big controversy, was the Cincinnati Museum of Art banning Robert Ma- Robert Maplethorpe pictures. Did you ever hear about that? Yeah, I, I fucking Bobcat Goldthwaite used to do bits about that. Absolutely, yeah. That was a very like cutting edge sexuality time like that was a like a thing like put whoa. on public access while we talk about you this. know yeah yeah it, it is <laughs> that was a very kind of big moment of just like sexuality because it, it was you know it was homoerotica it was all like you know men like doing pretty sexual things you know like there's one picture that was such uh, a 90s reaction of just like we're afraid it's gonna cause pedophilia are you fucking gay well i know exactly like it's so offensive to put gay people it's so offensive you put God. a little tiny veg on there well, you know hey, hey if it's grass it. in the field then i'll play ball yeah it, it, it's so offend it's so offensive to gay people of just like no there are consenting adults that are having sex this is not pedophilia is its own category it's its own thing i'm heterosexual i am not attracted to little girls you know what i mean oh, like here's what we'll so do it's its own category but my point is i, I want to just say about uh about um um what, 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 what robert maplethorpe yeah, cincinnati yeah. pedophilia and, and, and that was awful city and and that was uh, in college we had a debate on that you know, discussing it. And we actually saw the pictures. They had a slideshow. That's, that's how old it was. It was a slideshow. 
It, it wasn't some sort of projection of it wasn't. It was like it was it, it, it advanced over an overhead projector or one of those. But it was a slide. Was show. it one of the circular? Yes. Like you slide the cards in. Yeah, absolutely. It was a one slide pops show. out. It's his anus fucking well, enlarged that, on that, the fucking slide. Yeah. Here's the reason why they had to do it. Here's what they did. Keith, you'll love this. Uh, they gave you a warning. Okay, they showed some of his paintings. They showed like probably ten to twelve of his paintings. It was in a philosophy class. We were discussing it. So ten to twelve, and they're like, "Okay, we're going to th- show a, a blank screen, a black screen, and then we're going to show you what's deemed an offensive picture." So we saw like three or four of his photographs. Him wearing a black leather jacket. He was big into like the late seventies leather scene, and this is in the height of AIDS. Oh no! <laughs> this is in the height of AIDS. Height of it. Homophobia was alive and well. And, a- and very big capital you know? a i d s i mean it was height of eight so th- that's all part of the undercurrent of this too well then they okay they show, so they're, doing, they're doing an old school like again they're like okay here's a black screen the next picture is going to be kind of offensive to some people the next picture was a guy with this giant dick like a good 12 13 inch cock and a dude was sticking his pinky up to his first knuckle into his dick hole you know, Ooh, there you go was doing that. It was like, OK, and yeah, loving, that was a little, loving every inch of it. They just focused just on that image. It was just like really a close of like and then just sticking it into a man's like every quarter hole, inch. Know? I come harder, you know, so it was like, holy shit, you know, so you saw and then you know, you saw like four or five of those. You know, Mr. Ten and a half is a big guy with a huge black dick wearing a full on like suit with just his dick just out, you know, just down by his knees. That's you know? great. So. That was, uh, you know, and it was a lot of images like that. And it got banned at the Cincinnati Art Museum. You know, and Cincinnati has always been a pretty conservative town. But those Kentucky suburbs, everyone in Cincinnati gets their party on in Kentucky. Pete Rose went to the horse track there and lost a what lot of money. This? this was like 1990. 1990. When 89. was Jerry Springer mayor of Cincinnati? Was well, he, he was mayor actually in the late 70s, early okay. 80s. It was about 10 years so after he did, that. I didn't have to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he got busted because he wrote a check to a prostitute. Come on, dude. Bring cash. That is a cash transaction. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't follow it, you know? But anyway, that was a big deal. So I don't know why I went off on that tangent. So here's was, uh, something yeah. exciting happened for the show, Crow. It's fun, though. Uh, there's this little <laughs> thing that this little icon that always this live tv icon yeah and it always would be like no channel but i never scrolled past it yeah it's is it, it's is it, gold what the fuck is going on is this here? like public access public la public access is amazing by the way la public access is fucking incredible well no it's all the it's all the internet streaming channels Ooh, there you go so G. here so it, i always just never went past three and four here you see how yeah. three and four says yep. no no information yep. all you got to do is go past it and this is dude we have fucking uh the autopsy thing what's the channel reels they have reels Ooh, on this Ooh, man you, let's you, you go know through that. everything though they have a baywatch channel Ooh, that's amazing is it nothing that's amazing so we have reuters vice the young wow. turks we can watch the young turks fucking wow let's make let's watch these fucking lib cucks <laughs> they stink <laughs> who's someone who's renting a place it's always just like russia 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 jail illegal trump jail illegal russia trump Hillary great, <laughs> Biden great, Hill, Trump Russia jail jail jail. So th- they're basically oh, playing in the same space. Like opposite the liberal OAN. Oh God. yeah, God, I, it is so disgusting what our culture has turned into. It's merely a binary analysis, and is, they're also oh, fucking cucks just, for the capitalism because they took like ten million dollars from Jeffrey Katzenberg. Well, they have to. They got to give money to well, start you up. Could have fucking. Well, that's the you thing. Know? They were. 
huge on YouTube. They had millions of YouTube subscribers. Yeah. They didn't need it. They wanted to become like a real television channel. Yeah. Which is when you start wanting to go for the big grab here. You know. Well, you know, man, that money, that mean green gets we in your face. We actually do have OAN co- here. Oh, we got to watch a little bit of this. About, you know, nothing's tied to the, to the sun. And you want to like, see yeah. my tits? I got a Trump <laughs> tattoo on my fucking nipple. My the areola. impacts of Bidenomics. Green New yeah. Deal. We always thought... During the 2020 campaign, See, how are they? Ever they're portraying his failings here. My name is Natalie Harp because that's how you play my vagina. Yeah, is that her name? It's beautiful. Yeah, the real story with Natalie Harp. Oh God. Ugh. The yeah. tipping point is next, and then it's in focus <laughs> with Stephanie Hamill. Look how fucking hot that broad is. <laughs> right, I will say, right wing TV gets that right. They and know what to do. Like, we're gonna get this hot woman on there. We got you this know? sexy bitch, and then it's Dan Ball coming up on Real America <laughs> like a sports ball. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely when you think of idiocracy. OAN is more in the idiocracy camp. Would you agree? Oh yeah. You know, although it's. Again, the the other side that I, I never knew that existed, that like sort of liberal version of that. I never knew that. We got the you know? stars of Qatar on BN Sports Extra. Is this about the slave labor that's building the World Cup stadiums? Oh, well, that's necessary. I mean, listen, yeah, it is. Isn't it? I mean, the oligarchy is so I'm, strong. I'm working on a bit on stage where they usually because they usually talk flowery about the stadiums. They're like, if you look closely, you can see the personality in the actual structure. Yeah, it's much that's how much of himself he put into this. <laughs> yeah. And then in Qatar, it could be like, if you look close, you can actually see the face of the <laughs> architect because they buried him in the wall after he built it. It's just like this sort of impression right on the wall. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, extreme. Like Han Solo. His leg, exactly. He's frozen in carbonite. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I think I told you, uh, I got a good friend. I think I, I told a story before. A good friend of mine built built architectural models just dovetails into your point okay about building this day of slave labor he had to do business in the middle east he had to go to a, a not Qatar, but a united arab emirates i think abu dhabi and he had to go over there he built architectural models abu dhabi, it's abu dhabi. Abu dhabi. the sheikh there is so fucking rich he's worth like several hundred billion dollars like extremely wealthy he wants to build an entire sustainable city in the desert seventy thousand person city that's sustainable off the grid in a desert climate. So he's putting all this money to 70,000 person. So my, my, my buddy, I had to design a 40 story building that was totally all, you know, windmills and weird waterway. It was very cutting edge architectural work. Skidmore did it in Chicago. So he, he, he had to build a mod. Skidmore mo- sounds like the banks of his time, but like Ew. a fucking, but like a, uh, of like a, philanthropy fucking banksy oh dude dude this is a skidmore benefit i mean skidmore is like one of the respected architectural firms on the planet they're in the top 10 like every skidmore is you why it's skidmore they wipe a line of shit on the final (laughs) they do here's this building for you shake (laughs) you know so uh no so he worked in the architectural they still don't arc so most of that stuff's on a computer now they still had an, a modeling uh side so he handled he managed a modeling they had, the model they built cost like eighty thousand dollars to build this model it was this incredibly intricate thought out model all our building because, models have huge titties <laughs> huge so, tits so what they had to do he had to fly with the main architect over to the sheikh's house his house how much his house was worth his house was, was billions it's a four billion dollar yeah. house it had like gold doors i mean wanted. you're a I sheikh mean, you're not getting anything less than fucking <laughs> a bill yeah so so they they went in there and all he literally it was like a medieval court like you know like you've seen the movie elizabeth people come in for 10 or 15 minutes here's what i have for you we discovered potatoes king a or whatever so
So they had to go, they do a presentation for 15 minutes. They flew over there for a week, business class, amazing, stayed in the best hotels, all for a 15-minute presentation. They had to ship the the model over there and then reassemble it there, which was like a two-day process, very stressful. And then the architect had to give a presentation to the Sheikh and his two sons. And they were just standing there, and they were just very stone-faced. Dude. Heard the presentation. A week later, they fly back to Chicago. They don't know how it goes. One of those sons yeah. was in Taken. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, I mean, just like quiet stone face. It was yeah. like, you know, kind in of a sex work. And it was a tense environment. It was not a relaxed environment. So, this is my son. He owns yeah. he owns own virgin whore business. Yeah. It's, you know, a very tough. Uh, they stayed in the European quarter. High-end prostitutes. We call it gay town. High-end prostitutes. I mean, like women who are three, four, five thousand bucks. You know, Defin- high-end. Definitely so, underage. You know, yes. so, and he went out, he went into a bar there with his, with his architectural buddy. So, you know, the guy, he walked in within 10 seconds, a woman comes over, just grabs him right there. He's like, whoa. We was have just, you know, saying here in Dubai, no grass on field, throw grass on it. <laughs> and yeah. it's field now. Wait, is, 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 is this guy leading the Russian column invasion right now? <laughs> so anyway, he was, uh, he had to go, they had to reassemble the model, give the presentation. They didn't know how it went. They said, okay, thank you. Go. So they left a week later. This is how business is done there. Talk about the slave labor that goes on there. There's no union contract being negotiated over there. There's very little contract, anything. So uh, they get a call. Okay, we like your idea. We just wired $5 million into your account. Your account. Start working. You know, so that's how it was done. And then like the paperwork was just figured out later. You know, it was just they, they got five million bucks to and they basically have designed this. But I think it's been constructed, too. But I think it's just kind of interesting about that. That's how shit's done over there relative to here or Europe or probably a lot of the planet. You know, it's pretty uh, whatever. It's uh, it's whatever, gangsterish. Man. It's gangsterish. You know, that's yeah, what it is. Man. It's very like, uh, you know, we're going to work just in cash, you know, whatever. I'm sure they have to deal with like legal sides with huge oil companies and stuff. But I bet you a lot of it is just done pretty fucking fly by the seat of your pants. You know, it's all just transactional. You know, that's what we're living in. It's just a transactional. Everything's a transaction now. And, and that's why this whole binary analysis of politics is so disgusting. It's like either this or it's that. It's just not. And this is, is when they get into the Pluto channels. They have an entire. Ooh. They show all. Are we there yet? Yesterday they were showing the Taken TV show on one of these channels. <laughs> all westerns here. Ooh, ooh. What's on the western? Ambush at Tomahawk, Tomahawk Gap. Gap. <laughs> what is that? A Native American's vagina? That, that's, <laughs> they were raping a Native American. There you go, right there. Yeah. What is this description? A group of Apaches or what's? The, I'm sure it's got to be fucking. Oh shit! I got. I forgot. It's, okay. it's got to. It's all good. A group of friends recently released from prison search for previously stolen money in a ghost town. That is such a classic Western plot. We're going to get out of the joint, you know, and, and we're going to go just get ourselves a hundred thousand bucks. This is back bank. when they shot movies on just like a 12 by 10 lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where they would just rotate shit. You know, this how is cool is that though, man? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of cool, you know? Like, it, 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 when the studio system collapsed, and I, I, if somebody, anyone out there knows this, if anyone's listening, correct me, I don't know. Me. But the studio system, like, died, I think in the 50s and 60s, has the been like, the, especially the 50s, the height of this type of movie. Again, because we're on that lot. They're gonna, you're going to make hundreds of Westerns in that yeah. decade. You're going to make them all the she time. She got sexually assaulted by every oh, male. Oh, think of, 
I bet you it was pretty fucking wild back then in certain ways. Yeah. I bet you it it's got the wild pretty, west for ladies' vaginas. Yeah, too. I mean it was you know that that western like you're going out to the whorehouse, honey. You're gonna have to do certain things if you're gonna make it in this town. Oh yeah, but uh, but that the studio system died in the '60s, and that's why it was a good time to be a, a you know director. What killed it? Easy Rider, baby. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, uh, took gonna, one one drug addict to shoot a movie in fucking rural North Dakota. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> well, I think there was a few lead ups. There was a movie called The Trip that Jack Nicholson directed in 1967. He followed her on uh, uh, Peter Fonda, takes LSD and like runs around the Sunset Strip, which I'm sure was going on back then. 21 Jump, entire 21 Jump channel. Man. But but uh, so I think there was a lead up. I think you're right. Probably got to be Easy Rider. But that was the perfect time to be a director, right? This is no great insight. All the young guys like your Spielberg, your De Palma, you know, uh, Scorsese all came up in that time where it was like, okay, directors, you got to just go out there and create something. They were given a lot of latitude to do something, which was. And so, you know, things hit. Things also didn't hit. You watch some of those movies from the 70s and the 80s, even the mid-level movies that made enough money. You're like, this is a disjointed mess. It does not work well. Seeing it from a modern palette, they I give this credit. I mean, they've certainly mastered certain parts of storytelling that are much better than. Well, you can tell a lot of those movies. They just fucking ended up being a mess. Someone snorted coke off a switchblade and died. So they're just like, (laughs) we got 40 minutes of footage. We need to edit this together into a movie. We'll shoot some fucking other <laughs> shit. We got some stock footage. We'll lace in there. I mean, the yeah. editing was just very uh, in movies that weren't good. The good movies that had good editing, you're like, oh yeah, you noticed it. You know, the Look, story. All you got to do is threaten someone's job and livelihood until they make what you want in the editing bay. <laughs> Abuse your staff. Oh, you got yeah. Jews working. That's why we put the Jews there. <laughs> fucking Buddy Hackett. <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> Telling weird Jew jokes. Yeah, Trying weird like 50s and 60s Jew jokes. The Baywatch channel this here. Is about saving lives, uh, I got to admit it. it. Uh, these women looked pretty fucking good. Is this Everything Yasmin Bleeth? Oh, yeah, totally. This is post-Pam. I watched Pam and Tommy, by the way. This is a good thing to ooh, talk ooh, about ooh, for Pam ooh. and Tommy. I haven't seen that. I- I'm interested. I- I- I'm Entered in- the I'm TV intrigued. league. Okay. I can, by the way, I got to replace the ink so I don't have printouts for you. Okay. Uh, so we have to go over. You have you. How long do you got before your meter here? It's okay. Uh, in in, in another uh, seven minutes. It's okay. all good. It's all good. Um, sorry, bud. No, it's good. Yeah. You don't have a time limit. We could even continue on after you come back. Oh, 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 oh! Absolutely. We don't necessarily yeah, yeah. have to like be on like a. I got an hour, bud. That's always the kiss of death for me. You're like, I got an hour, bud. <laughs> well, I just want to let it be known. So Put Pam and Tommy is there. good. Yeah. Um, it's mostly about the guy who leaked out the sex tape. The fun played part by about who? it. Played by Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. The fun part about it is it's based on an interview that this guy gave to Rolling Stone magazine. So he could be 100% bullshitting everybody. Oh, yeah. He's a crazy fucking like obsessed with religion conspiracy theorist. Oh, yeah. And like, but seems like an like part of the article is figuring out like, what's this guy's deal? Yeah, like he he was he seemed to be making a decent money contracting, but also wanted to become like a theologist, and was also dabbled in porn himself because his girlfriend was a porn star, so he. he fucking stood in on it. I like how I dry humped when yeah, I did that. I know exactly. I was like, good for you, man. I, 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 was, I, you, I was hooked. You know, you, you had me. You so know? then, and then they called him what they call a, a studio lot, a studio fucking lizard or whatever, like a groupie where he would just hang around porn shoots. God. Nick Offerman plays one of the porn guys. Ooh. 
Wow. Wait, what a... Uh, you want to see a little Pam and Tommy? Well, because it's interesting. Porn in the 90s we'll get into certainly that in the got sophisticated. I absolutely want to see that. Because, yeah. again, the style of it, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like that O.J. Simpson movie or that uh, Versace movie. It's kind of done in that style. A 10-episode sort of yeah. series. And, and th- it's it's a bit tongue-in-cheek. There's enough humor in it that I actually kind of like those productions. I got to be... That O.J. one where Travolta played whatever, not Ruben, or played a... Uh, whatever the attorney was, you know, he played and, and Cuba Gooding Jr. played O.J. Simpson. Like the tone of that, oh, those are great. I, I, I was completely entertained by it. I so loved them. a lot of the know? tone of the show, though, also is how they freak out when it first gets released. But then Tommy kind of gets into it and like because he and then it starts revealing that he gets mad because she's like, I have a current career. Yeah. And it's essentially yeah. her being like, look, I'm not a has been. I can't yeah. just sit back. And people be all mystified by my giant cock. Like, I could actually lose work yeah. and people think I'm this whore. And then he's also offended that, like, what are you saying? I sold 100 million records, girly. <laughs> so they're putting in the race and sexist themes they going on here, too. Amp him up, though. Relationships of the time. They make Sebastian Stan fucking be the <laughs> MTV Cribs version of Tommy Lee the whole time. Like, he's always running down in leopard undies and shit. And yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I got a feeling. What's up, bros? <laughs> Come on. I got a feeling people were wearing jeans and T-shirts and just chilling out at their place. This some, room you know? is going to be my fuck palace <laughs> and my fuck bed. is. And then even people who knew him were like, he's not like that. Like, he doesn't come down. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but that's why they based, just, yeah. they based all this show on this fucking dude's this Rand Gautier is his name. Yeah. Anybody, you know, a white guy with a French last name. Uh, that's and, a wild and card right there. And his first name is Rand, like Rand Paul. There's like a libertarian. Hey, man, whatever you want to do, you should just be able to do it with no limitations. I'm a three year old and I want to just don't bang on a film. You know, you know what I mean? Like, isn't there kind of yeah. a, that angle of libertarianism? I, 80% of libertarianism, I am like completely into. I, but that 20% of it that's crap outweighs it too much for me in my mind. You know, there, there has to be some kind of rule going on here, you know? So anyway. this is post all that. So, but then yeah. she starts getting popular and, and she even gains a confidence, Pam does, of like standing up for people. Oh, yeah. Her she finally, like, and- when all the producers, she finally realizes they're all, like, always trying to put their arms around her and touching her shoulder. And after the tape comes out, she's like, get the fuck off me. Yeah. Like, she's finally, like, having some fucking agency with her personal space and stuff like yeah, that. So they yeah. throw that stuff in there. There yeah. is, like, even though Pam and Tommy hate the the show, because they have kids now who don't even know about this. It's yeah. so old. Yeah. So you are kind of digging up something that no one cares about. And. Well, didn't they try to frame it? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Didn't they try to frame it in the idea of like, hey, man, it was a a kind of a maturation or tipping point with the Internet and the evolution of the Internet? Here's what happened. So they lost a lawsuit against Penthouse because Penthouse released pictures of the tape. They knew that from the Vanessa Williams pictures. Here's what's going on. Here's what's fucking gross about it. They essentially said that a woman posing naked in Playboy is sex work. Like, that's a sex act. Yeah. So... This releasing the tape is should it, it's all it's in the news is why they lost it because someone they talked about it in the news. So like, yeah, it's current yeah. current affairs. So you can't fucking sue about this. But then they were also like they I'm sure they use transcripts of the actual fucking Pam t- oh, talking yeah. to the yeah. police and they were being like, did you ever give fellatio to anybody like asking how many people she's blown and shit like that? <laughs> 
I'm sure those cops went back. You wouldn't believe. I bet you that's a weird like plum gig oh, for an L.A. It. cop to go to a star's I went place back, and get I their put my dirt. cowboy hat on my fucking big old you know? cocker. But also just like getting into the dirt of it all. Cops love that. Cops love burrowing into like the dark side. I'm like, I'm going to get dirt on you and then I'm going to use it against you. You know, there's there's that element of being a cop that's like gross to me. But, you know, anyway, but you know, it sounds good, though. I mean, it sounds totally interesting. This is Baywatch you know? Hawaii. This is season 10. Yes. Yeah, so so she yeah. gets VIP. She fucking uh, it's mixed match. So she kind of gets more opportunities, but people kind of see her as a joke after that. Like there's a scene well, where they're watching one of her movies. I yeah. think Barbed Wire or uh, something like that. Such a bad movie. And ev- and, it is and everybody's laughing and everybody's yeah. laughing. Yeah. And she's like mortified. Yeah. That that movie that that was like a swing in the miss swing and miss. What, what showgirls was it was in the coattails of showgirls it was in i was living here in la 1996 billboards on sunset for for barbed wire it is directly the plot of casablanca with nazis for well, real though in there too all that artistic well, stuff aside yeah a lot of fucking in the show <laughs> so you know hey you know the exactly when i want when i hear how it's criticized and, and the lens of guys of your generation people of your generation viewing that thing you know it, it's like i don't know there's this just channels a, called black picks it, it's it's just there's that sexist element that's like disgust I don't know. I, I got to gather my thoughts on this because there's something there about kind of the lens, the porn, the access to porn lens has obviously this is the ripple effect of the younger generation being raised with that in terms of sexual Hallmark. attitudes. and certain parts of their sexual attitudes are fucking totally righteous and totally open and cool. Other parts of it are uh, I, 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 I disagree. <laughs> It's a mixed bag. Bro, we're me. not anyway, even halfway through these streaming channels. You got to go f- I'm, I'm feed your excited, meter. You yeah. got to go feed your meter. But I am excited about the second half. Let now, me go okay? line up. All right, guys. I am going to had to move his car. So I'm going to kind of start the second half, but I just don't want to have too long of a break here. I uh, got commercials from MTV 1999, the height of my life. What was I 12 years old? Probably thought I was 14 in my head. Uh, 12 shouldn't exist. 12 is such like a, you know, 11, you're a child and then just go into the teens. Call it fucking make that part of the teens. Cause you know, 12 is a big age. I had done drugs by the time I was 12. Uh, I think we all did. If you didn't do any, if you didn't do a type of narcotic by the time you're 12, you're fucking gay. This is the happiest day of my life. Right. That's how you do it. That was fucking spot on that drop right there. Look at all these songs that will get fucking flagged if we show. Remember the good, like, they would just have, make you like mixtapes. Like how you used to take the burn CDs and make mixtapes. That's how fucking they used to just sell music to people. Of here's 12 random songs that you could play at a party. Pay us fucking $25 for that. Jock Jams. You remember fucking Jock Jams? Jock Jams was fucking with it. Oh, is this No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000? One of the greatest wrestling games of all time. That was back when you could get a pro wrestler to do a video game commercial. Now they just show you the video game. That's because the video game looks better than real life now. Look at that computer that that soldier was on. Guy was on one of those big boxy computers. I don't want. I want the army to have always had flat screens. Don't fucking tell me. That they so are you still here, Bailey? You still here in the chat? We had James Bailey pop in the chat here for a second. Hope the show's been good, everybody. Hi. 
Uh, welcome in. This is Keith Pazel. No longer just a podcast. You can call it that, though. But we had a pretty good first half here. We talked about fucking uh, child fucking uh, pornography and art. Watched a little bit of Champions League. Discussed a lot of stuff here. Got a little bit in... Itched, inched a little bit into the super rating stuff here that we're going to get into. The TV League stuff. Euphoria is in the TV League now. Uh, I've also slotted... Uh, yeah, absolutely. You remember Jock Jams. Um, we're going to do TV League. I put Euphoria in the TV League. Snowpiercer Bailey is now in the TV League. Um, all the popular shows because I've added a social media aspect to the scores. So however popular these shows are, if you see them throughout the day, you hear about Snowpiercer. That has commercials on all the regular shows. So that's good enough for the league. Um, we're going to start adding our own little points in here and not just be beholden to the nielsen ratings because that's a little fucking it's a little gay you know um so yeah that's it for the second half we got a, a lot of tv history stuff i still got some american high but we have some actual tv history some tv movies that happened my camera here for a second uh so yeah action pack second half we still have some stuff that i didn't get into in the first half here um let's let's show you bailey did you hear the news we i figured out more online streaming channels so there's this live tv aspect to my roku tv that takes all of the streaming channels that i have on pluto tv and all this and puts it in one area so we have hallmark movies we have a reels channel there's a whole fucking degrassi channel you hear that guys a whole fucking degrassi channel Ooh, that's not the real one that's not the real one all right, Crocious is back here. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump off real one second. Hello, Larry. Portland right. is a long way from LA. Hello, so we're in the Larry. middle of our good news here. And while we flick around on the news, so we got the new Bailey. If you didn't hear, uh, who hit a woman? Oh, Spinner. Yeah. Who did? Dude, that's how they take this chubby broad out. So this is Degrassi. We're coming back in on some Degrassi. Ooh, it is modern Degrassi. This is modern Degrassi. So you see that girl next to Spinner right there that's talking right now? Yeah. With, with, with she eventually coat? gets pushed by a boy in the woods and her head hits a rock. And she dies. And they just write her off the show as a vegetable. She just remains a veggie. <laughs> Currently, right now, in Degrassi world, she is in a hospital. Fucking Terry Shivo. Uh, how is that? They any... Shivo her. They jumped the Shivo. It's so funny. You heard of jumping the shark. That's yeah, jumping yeah, the, the, the Shivo. Exactly. Well, hello, Larry. There you go. <laughs> Accentuate that with an exclamation point. There you go. Yeah. It, is this Frankie Nunez? No. no. That's, see, that guy, that bald yeah. guy? Here's where this version of Degrassi is great. Because that bald guy right there was in Degrassi Junior High. Oh, oh. The original show. Is he now a teacher? Yeah. Spike Spencer. <laughs> and his, his, the, he eventually gets with someone. His mom, uh, no, Spike is her mom. That's Snake. Snake Simpson. Snake and Spike were like the high school couple in the original show. Yeah. She's one of the first characters to have been in, she was in the original 80s Degrassi as a baby not her oh. but her character oh, okay like okay. emma is brought up <laughs> her and there's even a, a an arc in the original 80s show where some dude trips acid and falls off a bridge they bring him back as a retard in this <laughs> like an older aging retarded guy like oh, middle-aged middle-aged it's fucking okay. j-rock from fucking trailer park boys wow wow i, I tell you what I, I give it credit i mean every episode is named after a classic rock song <sighs> what, what, what was that one 
Was that? Uh, oh shit! I keep thinking of this. Okay. That's hilarious, by the way. It's totally fun, funny idea. We'll see what it I is. I remember watching Under the pressure. original. Oh, I remember. This is jagged little pill. Uh, when doves cry, part one. Oh, when doves cry, part two. God. Karma chameleon. Weird science. Why did they do that? You think? Because it's just to catch, because it's clack, because it's fucking nostalgia. 80s, it's 80s nostalgia. And 90s, because this was like aughts. Yeah, I remember watching the original a little bit, and like I remember like the bad boy wore a black leather jacket. The characters were so like easily identifiable, like in their silo, you know, like this is the rebel, you know, and it was, I remember not liking it. Dude, I was, I was, it's, here's how weird I was as a kid. I would watch this. And then tough crowd with Colin Quinn, like back to back <laughs> and equally enjoy them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was such a weird 14 year old. Kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, at that age, Getting that... stone watching 9-11 footage, watching <laughs> Peter Jennings fucking analyze 9-11 footage, watching Degrassi and Pete Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, that's hilarious. So many aspects of life. Like I loved I was edgy, but I also watched cartoons. Oh, yeah. 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 No, were you ever like that? Or were you? Oh, yeah. No, no. Or no. did you ever like when you were done with children's stuff, you were done? No, no, no. I would still uh, college probably got got rid of that. The nostalgia of the 70s was certainly at its height for me into my mid 20s. Uh, but but I, I know I, I would watch some cartoons every once in a while. You know, so I mean, the Simpsons opened up. They that the success of that show opened up the possibilities for animation even further. Ren and Stimpy, I would also put in that same category. That was a hit. You were a hipster. If you watched Ren and Stimpy, Dude. you were a hipster. If you were born in 1970 and watched Ren and Stimpy. This show. <laughs> I, this is where we keep the I used to fuck with this show hard. This is called Six yeah. Teen. And it's just like a, a Daria type show She's about these point. fucking girls. No, I probably Chris, wanted to bang these cartoon characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. If you didn't want to fuck a cartoon, you're not an American. That's what I say. Do, do you know the first cartoon character that I was sexually aroused Velma by? Velma from Scooby-Doo. No. <laughs> no, I always knew she was a lesbian. I was like, I don't know. No. There's something different about Velma her. Velma wears nipple clamps. No, she goes both Velma ways. Is, that was the Gen X line was that she was a lesbian. That was always the, ooh, the risque The Gen thing. Z line is yeah. that she She's got fucking puss tattoos and like, <laughs> like really, really ready to hot. rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really ready it. to rock. But I think that's because we had Linda Cardellini Velma. <laughs> and there's a line in the can't hardly wait. Like, I think it was just a hip kind of like yeah. nostalgia thing to talk like an ironic thing to talk about. Yeah, of like, course. oh, they ignored her. She probably fucked the most. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't her and it wasn't Daphne from that either. Wasn't that? And Scrappy. and it wasn't it wasn't even uh, a Wonder Woman for me. It was I went and saw the the uh, Robin Hood Disney version with her foxes. They're like animals. Oh, <laughs> the f- yes. And it was the female fox. I was four years old. I was four. I was like something about her makes me feel something. Like it was like her her appearance. I was really she was a fox. She was a literal fox, and that was the term for a hot person in the seventies. And I was like that. I was turned on by her. <laughs> That's but that cartoon hilarious. character, what do you think about that? Man? It was an accident. <laughs> well, you're you know, what the hell? I can't believe the show lasted three seasons. I used to fuck with 16 hard, dude. Yeah. Interesting. Dude, they have a Lego channel. Whoa, man. Just specific Lego shit. That's and how you literally just stumbled this into this channel. This is how niched out the world is. Yeah I, yeah, I stumbled into all of this. This is why I'm so glad you don't have a time limit. Yeah. We may be going till Alicia goes comes well. home. <laughs> I mean, we'll I, got, I got some stuff planned, but I do want to have some fun here because I feel like we haven't done enough of like channel surfing and yeah, just like yeah. linking shit. 
Well, what like, about, look at all this. Like, look at how niched out. You have enough content in the world to where everything can have its own channel. Yeah, well, again, Bob the Builder, Yo Gabba Gabba. These are all individual shows. It is. Well, it makes sense. I mean, right. It's the direction of television because it's competing with phones. And this is some Japanese show. The, the fa- salted the egg that it can get like they can figure out how to turn. A pr- Most of these shows don't make money, right? Two chickens decide to start a new chapter of their colorful lives. The thing about these shows is it's not about making money. It's about getting signed. Like, we'll pay you to show it on this channel randomly. It's syndication in some form. And to eventually get a following to then become something that's more mo- like or monetized. Even just or, not, not, or just getting your foot in the door of like, because a lot of these shows get sold in bulk. Like, here's 90 episodes of this show. Wow. Like, yeah. an idea will get greenlit and they'll say make 70 of them. Yeah. And then if they don't do well... We'll cancel we'll it. We'll sell them for but half a million but bucks. But that's three yeah. seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Like Batman, the animated series, they made like 90 of them off the jump and then it got canceled and then yeah. they brought it back on like kids WB. Hmm. But it looks like the same, same animation, but it's two separate shows. Interesting. Interesting. God, good. Uh, your depth again of obscure TV history knowledge is is pretty impressive, Keith. I have Slug to look at Tara. I, I, mine's impressive in an old man way. Afro, you're, you're aware kids. more. <laughs> Afro kids, though. So, so what is what's the sound? What's Ngen? That's fucking. Ra- they're leaving themselves up. The show is called Ngen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's problematic. Yeah. Well, you know, like in a good way, but that's problem. <laughs> He's fucking, what are he playing a fucking little Alanis Morissette song here? And isn't it ironic? We don't have running water. Oh, so this is like getting, you're getting in touch with the African Dude, and, roots and you know here, what? you know what I mean? No copyright on this fucking boy. You don't have the only blues, corner of the blues. Yeah. It, Look I at mean, that shirt. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, this is, there's, there's some production here. They got those Minnesota Viking um, mattress, those pillows there on their couch. Oh, yeah. You know? Fucking, we call purple. this couch the purple people eater. I am curious. Because we bury butties in it. Do we, uh, the Reels channel. Do I'm you, getting to okay, it. I'm trying okay. to flip to it. Yeah, because as you know, people, I don't know if you know this, but I got rid of cable about a year ago. And he loved, now. oh, we got a fucking, I hate when it does this. Every now and again, it'll like do a station identification type thing. Yeah. And it brings you back to where you started. Oh, okay, okay. But here's why I wanted to bring it up. Because when you were talking about the fucking pet, pedo art, you yeah. have a Bob Ross channel. Oh, Dude, this guy was like a Nazi thief. Dude, he was not a Nazi thief. He did steal the show. He was show. not in Monuments he did steal Man the with show from, uh, a, from a German guy, though. I, I could believe that. If you watch this, this is like meditation. See, this is here where I build my, my happy little compound because the government's being a little too overreachy. Don't you feel like the government's being a little too much in your life, guys? See, to me, it is. he is a hip. He smoked a lot of grass. In the 60s and 70s, almost a lot of grass, you know. This sort of art, I mean, it's just, I could do this, but why should I go to an art museum? And you go to Bob Ross could do, I could do that. No, you couldn't. Truly great art. No, you couldn't. And be bore, like entertainingly boring as you do it. Yeah, it's weird that you want to watch it, yet it's dull. Try and paint anything, but paint it good. And then you'd just be like, line <laughs> actually trying to mimic his style yeah 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 no, I mean, we're he, trying to be the bob ross of tv watching where we can watch happy little tv shows and talk about the not happy little world though yeah exactly the joy of painting with bob ross uh, yeah those no we're gonna try to find reels network 
It's coming. The it's Reels coming because we're here in the true crime section here. The five. Oh, I like that. Here's Reels. Murdered by Stalker. You could have been on this show, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Put this one on. Molly McLaren. This is the pilot, baby. Yeah. Um, Stimson doesn't respond well. What is this made by the TikTok fucking audio voice? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shouldn't there be like a 12 year old girl lip syncing this right now or something? Yeah, exactly. I've never been spoken to like that. And it surprised me that, you know, he was. They couldn't even afford audio treatment for that room. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Seriously, you guys have to leave. My parents don't know I'm being interviewed. (laughs) They don't even know I got stalked. So you guys got to leave in 20 minutes. We have more of that in our makeshift uh, studio here. You know, we can absorb some sound. Throw a shoebox up next to her or something (laughs) like that. I think that's when the cracks. Can we just take pictures of you swiping on your phone? Why do we all have this little... Well, well, it's hilarious because we're stupid bitches. I I think people in America, they think of the king and queen. They think of Prince Andrew, whatever. Yeah, they think of Prince. They think of that very formal British way of speaking, uh, you know, English. That very kind of British. This is Spanish Britain. But if you go to uh, most England is working Joe's. It's working Joe's. Oh, what from the chimney? Hey, you don't say less. Come out here. What's that? I mean, it's it's like. Those thick East End accents, like the craze used to have. I mean, those real, but oh, also like cry. there's all these different levels of stupidity in the British accent. Oh, this is I, I can't understand British English sometimes. I can't understand it. Here, who, the last hour of Bernie Mac. Oh, yes. As you know, I have been able to watch this in over a year. And my favorite show for a while was Celebrity Autopsy. Oh, you got Bernie Mac murking in a fucking Chicago club. <laughs> Bernie right. 90s crowd work is always just like this white boy up here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me try and do black crowd work without doing the, the voice. Yeah. Look at this peckerwood right here. <laughs> just <so you> this <laughs> guy's probably got slaves looking after his car. What do you got, a Mitsubishi Gallant? That's my Mitsubishi Gallant over there in row one. White boys always get row one. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they got to give one a couple They white. Rosa yeah, yeah. Parks, all the, the, the black comics over there in the back. We got a park. They call it the Rosa Parks section. You go in the Rosa Parks section, we talk, we're white. Did, did, you, uh, ever, did you ever go up at... Uh, I just did 90s crowd work. Absolutely. Did the, <laughs> Sorry. I ain't scared of you. <laughs> Def Comedy Jam made him yeah. a household legend. Yep, absolutely. And next week, everybody all over the United States knew who Bernie Mac was. Yeah, Bernie Mac hit it with that with that introduction. By the late he took 90s, it by storm. Was the biggest I mean, I saw, in the I, I saw this movie, Kings of Comedy. Out arenas I like Kings, Kings of, of Comedy, man. Comedy. Cedric the Entertainer. You know, it was good. From his audience <laughs> I had to change my battery. The belief in Bernie as a primetime TV star. As a primetime. Yeah, man. He uh, he was a star, man. Bernie Mac wrote it out. Bernie Mac show would run for five seasons. Dwayne worked with him some. Yeah, even though it's tragic that he died, he really did have a nice little spot. Like, he died at a nice time in his life. Yeah. Left his family a little change. Probably got, oh, to, yeah. probably got to cheat on his wife and get away with it. Yeah, I mean, he died with the secret. <laughs> he was. You heard uh, it here first. Bernie Mac was a cheater. Uh, well, hello, Larry. Yeah, yeah. Misinformation like that. No, he When he died, I got to admit, it, 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 it was jarring to jarring. me. Jarring. Yeah, yeah. I feel I like, like it was Bernie kind Mac. of Bowie where you knew he was sick, but not 
not like that yeah. sick. Yeah, when Bowie died, I remember being like, whoa. I mean, he was 69. I'm like, he had a lot of money. I thought he was going to make it to his 80s. But or as Bernie I, Mac I, said I, it, he's got white boy cancer. Yeah, which was... I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> sarcoma does seem like something that Bill Gates would get. Well, yeah. Well, sarcoma is like a... Uh, oh, no. Well, yeah. That, that's a... Yeah. That's AIDS. It's right? very... Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very AIDS. Exactly. Black people die of like... <laughs> Black death. Awesome stuff. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Gang warfare. Well, well, it's just, God, I think we're crossing a line. But no, I, I think there, there definitely are like a lot of the poverty deaths happen in the black community. You know, like yeah. Long term bad dietary shit going on where you're getting, you're dying of, you got diabetes bad when you're like 46. You got diabetes bad. Not 66, <laughs> but like 46. You got diabetes bad. I feel, you know? I just thought when you said that, I thought of the 90s when they would show news footage of people being fucking dumpstered out of their fucking houses when they would have to like wrecking ball the entire wall of a house. Yeah. 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 To remove a guy. Yeah. <laughs> there was this fucking fucking dude who fucking lost a shitload of weight and he had a yeah. hardcore new york accent yeah and he goes i was doing great i had lost 120 pounds i was down to 150 and i walked past nathan's and i hadn't had a nathan's hot dog in over three years and he ate one nathan's hot dog and it spiraled <laughs> and him. it just yeah yeah and then they they've re had to recrane him out of his house he got even fatter than he was before wow. and they have him in a legit dumpster being like this is a health issue everybody here <laughs> You don't, I am not a clown. I am not. A, this is a, I am a human being. Oh. But that that New York accent with yeah. that fucking high pitch, it was so hilarious. <laughs> That's why whenever you watch Jer, early Jerry Springer, there was a lot of like fat episodes, I felt like. But anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah I back, love back this autopsy. They, they Here's what I love about this show. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Is they try and make it seem like his crowd work gave him cancer. <laughs> Well, if you look at how dingy the crowd was, there's a lot of smoke in there, and that's probably some secondhand stuff well, coming in. Well, they're and saying because his grew- virulent racism against white people, it seems, caused the cancer. What, what, what they're saying about him is that no, he grew up in the projects of Chicago, and they had like asbestos and stuff in the paint, I think, and so he got lung cancer. They think it's like a a, a child. So they're trying to make his death like a cause in a way too, which you know I give him credit for trying to do that. What I like about it is they have this fucking Hollywood medical examiner. Oh, yeah. With his fucking spiked up hair breaking down his autopsy report. So they kind of string in like moments of kind of science. Then but they want to give you like, here's his life and his dark side. He had a problem with the bottle. He had, and they always go into, well, his liver had fat on it. Do you, you have they, you enough? Know. Do you have any medical equipment that lights are set perfectly? <laughs> exactly. And then, like, they, and then they also have actors. Which I want to think, they have actors earning their SAG card. Like this guy is like, I'm going to yeah. play Bernie Mac. That's uh, on it's his resume. Jason Whitlock from uh, Take This. <laughs> I bet you he made that guy probably made like twenty five. Oh, Robin bucks. Williams! I'm holding an Oscar. I'm not yeah, funny. Look, look, look at these. I mean, reels. They touch all of the deaths. Reels is great. Celebrity Autopsy is one of my favorite oh, shows. Is this stack unsolved mysteries? Oh, season one. Bye-bye. He was never seen again. This is what is this from the 1800s? <laughs> exactly. I like it. Like. Stretching out like, okay, we're going to do this. Jedediah O'Connor went missing at Jamestown in 1827. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he went from family to family as a foster child. Uh-oh. This is pre-Stack. No, no, this is Stack. This is Stack. In spite of his early hardship, this is Francis's stack. life turned out well. He became a high school teacher, married, and had five children and six grandchildren. He slaughtered Native Americans. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that narrative. Because Stack was still young in the 90s. This is before his son. I used to get Robert Stack and the dude from Trek mixed up. 
Oh, you, you mean, uh, uh, fucking this guy, the guy who talks like this fucking, uh, oh, the main guy, which, uh, uh oh, oh, William Shatner, William Shatner, and Shat- Robert Stack. I wow. used to mix up yeah, as a that, kid. That, yeah. That's your, yeah. You, you weren't, yeah. No, Cause that never crossed my mind. You knew who Shatner was from Star Bailey's ex roommate would watch these unsolved mysteries all the time. Go ahead with this. Th- there was a comedian in Chicago a guy named Brian Baker. Who did an episode of Unsolved Mysteries? Was a working actor in Chicago. Started doing stand-up oh, comedy as a reenactor. Yeah, as a reenactor, like he wore the scully black overcoat, and and he had that in his reel. <laughs> and he moved out here, and from that he got plucked and was the Sprint spokesperson for seven years. We he noticed did, you played this dead ghost, it, it, uh, and he was the same voice. Can you do that with look, a cell phone? The exact, and then he had. He got all the voiceover work. He got all the acting work. He got all the on-camera work. He made millions of dollars. And then just left L.A., left L.A. and moved to a small town, which to me, to me, that's a score. I respect that. You know, art of the heist. Believing that it would not have the resources to run a check. If so, look at that office. It was a major miscalculation. This is when you know this is like deep cut fucking documentary shit. Yeah. yeah. When they're in, they're just in a pale bare office. <laughs> Check all the aquarelle. Listen to that echo. Well for the Google. So, so I what, uh, what, I stay here little the time, which, which, which is about art heists. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Is it, you know, my, um, I got a buddy coming in town next week who is a, he's interviewing, he's writing a book on Sam Shepard. You know the actor Sam Shepard? Yeah, you've, he's been working on this for fucking 20 years, it, it, it sounds it, like. It, it's been two and a half years. He's, he's been, been working, working on, on it so long, people don't even give a fuck about Sam Shepard anymore. Well, well, they're trying to time it for his 80th birthday. When his 80th birthday happens, they want to try to get the book out at that time. Here's where we need so to So he's get coming to. out here next week to interview Sam Shepard's... Uh, uh, sister and also people did lighting on Sam Shepard's plays he's also doing it just to get the fuck out of Connecticut for a week you know we need to get on a game show here these are the shows where they film 900 of them yeah ties and cast 21 you must make it 21 to beat her yeah yeah exactly you too. if you're good at thinking inside the box you know that the is that the dude the from fresh fucking Carlton baby floating in a bowl of what cereal Wheaties Kicks or alphabets? Monica. Alphabets! It's correct. What, what do you think he makes? That's for always this? one. I answer everything like this. Yeah. <laughs> I have ADD. For the win, I have Asperger's. Card. It's a 10. It's a 10, Monica. These cards have nothing to do with the game. We're just going to pull a card and put it behind you. If you get the question right, you're gay. If you get it wrong, you're gayer. Yeah. <laughs> have 200 points, which means you got to win this round to continue. She's like, I don't even think that's a part of the rules. We make them up as we go along. Play the fucking game, you big titted whore. <laughs> this is also like, it's like part casino. Like they're showing you the casino I don't understand. element. Catch 21. Is it, it seems card like sharks? It seems like it's blackjack. They're playing blackjack yeah, with... Yeah trivia and they have to answer a question in order to get a card you don't hit on 17 if gambling wasn't illegal in this fucking liberal cuck country (laughs) we would be able to just play blackjack on tv yeah well uh gambling yeah exactly that was a big deal keith when i was a kid atlantic city opened up in the late 70s there were no casinos anywhere that was a real like Oh, that's changing. Like America's loosening up its morals now, man. That you want to get a casino in all your towns. What? Well, what a way to try to. That, that that's a solution to to getting revenue in for your your city. You got to have a casino. You got to make money off of vice. That's because the rich Comedy don't want to pay more. I guarantee you, you one know? of our more successful friends has a special on this. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Mary Best Prankster. Selling, you know, Clark Maybe. Jones, I think, did a comedy fucking good dynamic for, good for special. Him. Good for him. But he then, likes me. But then they got all sorts of these. <laughs> I want to crank me. to the bottom here. Yeah, this is. But again, the Reels Network. Uh, they have they have celebrity autopsy. They also have like uh, uh, like kind of they have, a, they have a stalking show. Like it's all just to get to like the the dark side of fame. They love the same people who produce a, a, a National Enquirer produce that. Now I hate the National Enquirer, but the national this is the the part of the National Enquirer that actually has some shred of integrity. <laughs> Even though they're totally sensationalizing, like we are so we 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 are so obsessed with fame, we want to know about their deaths. We want to know about their autopsies. We want to know physically. It is, but it's also it's like the voyeuristic I don't care about side of it. People, I'd watch. You know? I'd find an autopsy about the fucking dude. In the, I agree. The I agree with that. that died in the basement. I agree with that. But you have to admit, it, putting the fame in there that titillates. That's a cherry on top. You know what I mean? That, that, that's a little whipped cream there. Well, because they're get, so get you secretive. Going more, you if know? people didn't want the families didn't want their privacy when. You know. I think that's the aspect of it is they're so secretive about like, well, we want to keep this to ourselves. Like you're yeah. so much of your life was public. Like why, yeah. why does your death have to be this? Like <laughs> you disregarded your family in every other aspect. I think that to me is kind of the double edged sword of being a public figure is when you die, they need to know why. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like even the there whole, is a desire for that, but, it, but that feeds into it. You know what I mean? Like it continues it perpetuates it, you know? So let's crack yeah, into some yeah. stuff here. Absolutely, man. I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited about I, I, the the Pam and Tommy show, which I, I have not watched because I don't have cable. But it, there's been billboards well, all Hulu. around town. It's Hulu. Yeah, I, I don't have Hulu either. I have it. I, I can I can buy it, but it's like God. I don't want to fucking get another another fucking thing like that. You know? What it's do you have? I, I just have like the the Roku channel that I just kind of follow and go into. It's well, that's weak. what that that the Roku live channel yeah. is what all those are. Oh, exactly. I mean, like Hulu, but you got to pay for the uh, subscription another 12, 14, 16 bucks. It's yet another bill, you know, for so for me, it's like, no, nah, I'm trying to pare some of that shit down, you know, uh, but but my TV watching is it, 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 it suffers as a result, Keith, it suffers as a result. So when I see this, it's like a cornucopia of like, oh, my God, the Reels Network. Oh, my God. So they had a stalking show on where Spielberg's stalker, he got stalked so hard, his stalker was waiting outside of his of his estate up in Bel Air or in Beverly Hills, whatever, with like razor wire and like pliers and like chemicals and like, you know, duct tape. I mean, he had it all. He got arrested literally at the gate of the of the Spielberg compound. He was this dude who had had a uh, uh, he had a father attraction to uh to Steven, he wanted Steven Spielberg to be his father, you know, like that. That was part of his. I was, knew it. And he also had like sexual orientation issues that were sort of in my there. My grandpa Shmuel wanted me to be a daddy. Yeah, and, and so Spielberg was filming Private Ryan. Had to go back to L.A. and like deal with the court case for like a couple weeks to deal with this guy. I think you know. So it was like to get the oh, guy yeah, arrested. That's funny. Yeah, James yeah. Bailey wants me to go. Just get the goddamn streaming service. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> oh, is that uh, oh, yeah. fucking, Tom Selleck? It's Say, a listen, goddamn streaming service. Don't you understand? <laughs> All right. The reverse mortgage. They're not going to take your home. Okay. Old people. They're going to take it away from me. Look Leno. at this guy. They get to play Leno. There's a tape out there floating around. Okay. A lot of people get the are talking about that tape, particularly for some reason. <laughs> this is what I like about it. They have some comedic notes in this that I like. This is what you got to do. DJ Lemon. I got the big chin. 
This guy was obviously a comedy store comic for years. Never went anywhere, I think. And then they he got plucked on this. Look at this. Is this the opening episode? You know it's the 90s because he's got that late mullet. Yeah, well, that's... That mid-90s mullet yeah. where they were trying to keep it. Yeah. The 80s were fucking bodacious, brother. Yeah. Yeah, it was still hold, yeah, holding on. Uh, that was a look of an unsophisticated person. Look, he's getting flustered because they're having loud sex. Which they didn't is, do because yeah. if you watch the tape, it's very romantic and fucking lame. Like loving and kind of just I love caressing. you, baby. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. No sort of like public sex tapes have become so much that like people know what shots to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'll watch some where people will stop and like re straighten their phone. So exactly. So they can keep the angle. <laughs> this whole like, like he's nailing and, and fucking <laughs> Tommy Lee's nailing Pamela. Yeah. And the music. Oh, God. Oh yeah, that's a lot of have it, a yeah, dude. You're gonna be a part of it when you make your thing. They're gonna want absolutely. a lot of fat boy slim and your shit too. A absolutely, absolutely. I, Can you I, get I a lot of Beck? It. You know, <laughs> but, hey, play some Beck in Be there. Beck was listen, man. Beck was a Odelay is a seminal album of my twenties. I like that. The, the, I was a child when that came uh, out. Odelay was. I saw him in, in a live concert here, outdoor concert in August. Five thousand people were at it. My dad's whole life was what's inside that van not the ben gay and the theology books but all that construction shit like that's ever like my yeah. dad had sections of his house where like it was just a construction van yeah absolutely he had his tools you know it throws him off he can't handle when it. he was at his height of his career what was his best skill was he a good roofer concrete was he, a good he does good he's good at concrete okay so making like like a pouring like, slabs of concrete okay yeah yeah sidewalks yeah, basketball sidewalks. courts did he do some, some city work with that sometimes? He did my the town sidewalks one time. Yep. Like the town yep. of Sock Village hired him. Absolutely. Um, July 90. I was I was living. I was in Wicker Park when this was going on. So you I'm going to shorten this up. Yeah. He steals the tape because Tommy Lee owes all of them like 27 grand. Oh. He keeps chained. That's when I was telling you like, this is my fuck bed, bro. You need to move my fuck bed over in the east side. Like he keeps changing what they want to do. And not paying them to make the changes. Uh, God. And they eventually quit. And he like, well, first they, he fires them. indulgent child. So he fires them and doesn't pay them money. Yeah. And according to him, he like chased them off his property with a shotgun. Apparently that's not true. Okay. Okay. Uh, here it is. You hear me slamming my fucking meat, bro? His dick talks to him in this. It's like a character. It's huge. It's like a prosthetic cock. So it's like Boogie Nights at the end of Boogie Nights. That's the guy who played fucking Bucky Barnes in fucking Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. He, plenty of uh, thousand pound max. Again, I hate to say it. Like this whole desire of fame, like this part of fame, the indulgence of it is appealing on some level, but extremely childish. Oh. Extremely childish. I wonder, because later on in the movie, after he meets Pamela, because they go back and forth. Yeah. He proposed to her day one. I wonder if the loud sex is him fucking random girls, because that's what this is supposed to be, his bachelor pad. Oh, oh, oh. And he then picks he, up chicks And the then side. he meets Pamela. No, not on the side. Oh, 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 oh. oh this he is... just wanted to, to be his fuck palace house. Yeah. And then he meets Pamela, and he tells them, like, I'm changing everything. Like, this is going to be my honeymoon fucking oh, palace oh. now. Oh, so he's all fucking, again, like an indulgent child. I got my toy, and I'm going to do this, and yeah. I got the money and to do this. I don't think he did, though. You know, 
you know, they had the money. I mean, the fucking methods of mayhem were not fucking cleaning up in the cash at this point. No, 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 no. He, he was a faded star at this point. Is that a subtext of this? His fa- again, yeah. It's just like him. Being I mean, a the other episodes. I think it's the part. His downfall was that he wasn't a drug addict, so he didn't have anything besides music to be famous for. Yeah. Vince yeah, Neil won. and Nikki Six all died of drugs and fucking. Well, alive. Vince Neil died of ham sandwiches. Yeah, and then Vince was still alive. I know, but yeah, they yeah. like they had their psychological deaths. Yeah, Nikki absolutely. Six died seven times. <laughs> I watched myself hover above. I spoke to Buddha and <laughs> like all this fucking gay, like not real. It's like when people trip on acid and they're like, "I was chased by Freddie Jason Voorhees, <laughs> but he looked like Freddy Krueger and he was talking like my father." Like you're lying to me, right? Do you know now. what that is? That uh, having tripped. That's your emotions thinking you actually experienced something. You know what it is? And so then you attach a visual to it. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. That's your emotions thinking what, that's what happened. No, it so didn't So Seth happen. Rogen's character fucking devises this fucking plot. Let me see if I can yeah, find the cool, plot of cool. fucking him actually stealing the fucking So he, st- he stole it, huh? Yeah, he broke in, pretended to be the dog, put a fucking cloth over him and crawled to pretend like the dog to get past the cameras. And then, like, wow. walked this giant safe out, took it to the fucking... He's from L.A., the guy, like, born and bred Los Angeles. God. Uh, Base and born. Th- that is... You know, L.A., well, yeah. That, that is a statement on L.A. I mean, whatever. It happens everywhere. They're, they're, but, but being kind of like a, a, a low-level thief is a trade out here, I think. You this know? is when he first meets... He first sees her. <laughs> Are they at the Rainbow? Yeah. No, this is- no, this is there in Mexico. Oh. And then he, they, he fucking is like, this place is fucking lame. And he takes her to Senior Frogs because he's pure white trash. God, I remember seeing I went to Senior Frogs in 1987. In, he in, kind in, of annoys uh, the shit out of her. He sits next to her and they're all like, what the fuck's this guy doing? And then he just kind of like, like he just plays it hard up artists his way of just like. You're you look like a dirty whore. You want to come party with me? That type of shit. Well, because, again, he's a bad boy. I'm correct. A soft woman. I'm not Heidi on tool time yet. So I don't know. You have to. He's a bad boy, right? Women like that shit, correct? Yeah. Not the, the not the empowered black woman. Got to be an empowered black woman <laughs> sitting next to it in these times. And doing this, even though in the real life they were probably fucking. Well, no. that's he no, Sater no, right there. No, no, dude, dude. Uh, th- there were it, it was there was integration going on in the nineties. He's like, what's you know? up with this guy's crazy town fucking tattoo sleeves? Yeah. Oh my god, that would not happen. You know how you do telephone with licks and fucking spreading diseases? It, 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 you don't lick the empowered black girl. You do a nice little smooch. Yeah! Look, I mean, come on, dude. It, it, it is, you know... <laughs> if you behave... The juve... Are you stuck in ju- See, that's the problem. One of my fears, Keith, about if you're truly young and you become super famous, when they became famous, I think they were, they were 21, 22 years old. You just are stuck in that mindset, I think. Correct? Don't you get Dude, stuck at that moment? watch this sexual assault here. <laughs> I'm okay, really. He's like charging after her like Jason. It's a very dangerous lot. Oh, yeah, sure. I've sexually assaulted several women in this lot. I know where to do it. It's not even four. I, know. I have to see you again. It's not tomorrow. even four. <laughs> it is tomorrow. Perfect. Where are we going? See, I don't know. She planted it on him. Yeah, yeah. she he planted it in her first. You know. Fucking, we got a grooming situation here. He deleted her. 
So to where? Again, I fucking love Cancun. He, 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 he was a fading. He was a fading star at this point. He was a fading star at this point. You know, but her, she was in the ascent. I'm coming. She was in the ascent. You are not. You are not coming. So this is 178 in the TV league right now. Okay. Okay. Got a debut. 6.24 rating in the in the debut. Is that that's respectable, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like it probably hasn't heated quite up yet. They might still catch on. Sure. I think it missed its window. Yeah. It had a little bit of buzz about it. Yeah. Because yeah. Pam and Tommy talked about how they don't want to watch it. He gave her a 555 number. He's like, you fucking rotten bitch. Look at this Capitol Records. That's what Hollywood was, you know, back then. Oh, look at the answer so machine. So she gives him a ba fake number. Yeah. You know. I love how everything's an annoying reference for I you. I know. It's just like, you know. <laughs> That's the way people lived back then. I'm trying to find this fucking thievery uh, here. She plays her pretty well, though, I think. I mean, she's a, uh, you know, I mean. So Snowpiercer is 170. Oh, ooh, is that, uh, did, that, did that come back? No, I just added it. 6.96. I added it. It's, yeah. it's a new addition. Uh, also, so here, we're going to talk euphoria here while we watch. Absolutely, man. Pam and Tommy here. Yeah, pop that on. I, I want to. Uh... What? Yeah, no, I, I want to see. I want to see what they. Uh, I, I like the production of this. I mean, that's the tone of a lot of this episode. Is he just badgers her into fucking like she's with some executives like for her career, and he keeps like calling. Yeah, it, it's like th that hardcore press. Well, because he's a loser. He's a loser. Has been. He doesn't realize that. Like, oh, you have a job. Like, well, fucking job, dude. Just go into debt like I did. <laughs> I, mean, I think he probably made. Some Really, very, very British. All right, you know? guys, we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that. We had a technical difficulty. Um, we're gonna watch. We're gonna put some Pam and Tommy back. Oh, on, that's I guess. great. I'm in a good headspace, Keith. Having fun. Uh, we're gonna talk about TV league standings here. Yeah. I got to reconnect the VPN. I, I like it. I, a lot of stuff all... happening. You know what? Until this, it's comes like a back, hockey game. We had a first period. Until we had a second this comes period. Back, we're gonna do some. We're gonna do some channel surfing. And now we're in the third period. Third period just started. You know, yeah. so we had two and we're breaks. actually gonna do the show. I kind of liked it. You know, like the actual stuff. I've. I like when we can wander for a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, of course. Course. edit this together so we had some overnight comeback wins what i like about the final the standings being finalized yeah is for a couple days they're not official nielsen doesn't come out with their final standings for a day or two um so, so we so, had so they're crunching the numbers so we they're had crunching the numbers well, because you have to wait for people to dvr yeah you wait for the overnight dvr so goldberg's made a comeback and won for the wednesday night wonder years pulled out a buzzer beater for a 0 0.067 win uh, so what, where are they, where are the where are they in the, in the standings? Where are the numbers? What are they? Let me see. I'm sorry, I apologize for interrupting. Because you want to roll. Uh, all the all the Chicago shows are pretty much in the top twenty. Chicago Meds thirteen. Those po those shows are fucking popular. They are. Po I've never watched them. <laughs> you know. Hang on, I'm fucking fucking. What the fuck? California had two female senators at one time. They had Barbara Boxer and uh, Diane Feinstein. Something's happening here. Oh, I got to reconnect. Feinstein, a life in politics. Women who made their lives in politics. Oh, you know, Spectrum News loves doing this shit. There is a Nancy Pelosi documentary coming out on Frontline. Probably going to be awful. Uh, it's on Frontline. It's on Frontline. That she's... 
the Democrats seem like the most boring, uninteresting people. <laughs> I guarantee you it's not going to be any it's not going to be interesting at all. I, I wonder what they're going to say about her, because the fact is uh, she frustrated Trump. Trump was frustrated by her. He, he really didn't like her, you know, so they hate Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, but then she would do baby bullshit, like rip up his State of the Union address on TV and like... Because that works wore, on his mind. She wore African oh. garb and knelt when fucking George Floyd happened. How fucking cringy was that? <laughs> like, Trump and the Republicans are awful pandering. fucking like domestic terrorists. But they are some of the most pandery, <laughs> virtue signally, 50 to 80 year old loser people. <laughs> the Democrats suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't There's like no them. defending yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, And they certainly have been caught up in many a corruption scandal. You see Mike Madigan? Mike Madigan's facing 20 years in prison. Mike Madigan? You almost said that like I mean, someone well, exactly. from Chicago. Did, did you see my? He's facing a 20-year stint. This guy was a power bro. He basically ran the state of Illinois. Show he ran, not the governor. The governor was irrelevant. Madigan ran it, and, and he ran it like a fiefdom. It was so corrupt. That state is so corrupt. Oh, my God, is it fucked up. Illinois has got problems. Chicago's got problems. You know, think about out here. You know, it's an ebb and flow state. California has real low points, but then it has times where it's just in high cotton and it makes a shitload of money. High cotton? You what know are you, I mean? racist? But I mean, which is they were making a shit ton of money. Uh, they had a $54 billion a budget deficit after the 08 financial crisis. But they're back, man. I mean, they totally have made, they balanced the budget. There's still a shitload of money in this fucking state. The forgotten law and order show right here. This is criminal intent. Delicate and powerful all at the same time. Now, delicate and powerful. I'm not playing it gay, but my character is gay. (laughs) Do you see the low cut? Do you see the scarf? I don't sound like I munch cock, but I certainly (laughs) munch cock. Did, uh, you know, I'm, I I sort of think it's interesting. Did, did okay, you ever? Uh, do you think that is? She blames everything. Her foot, all of us. Uh oh, uh oh. This is like I talk getting like to the dark side. Not of- only was I molested, but I have an eating disorder, oh, and that's God. why I talk in a high pitch, emotionless voice like this. I, I, I had, I had, I've had a little bit of insight into high end ballet. I had a very good. It's a friend. fucking. It's like a deep ass fucking. Their feet are all fucked up. They're uh, all molested. It, 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 it is a. It's an intense culture. It's an intense subculture. Good friend of mine, her daughter was the ballerina in the Nutcracker at the Philadelphia Ballet when she was eight, nine, and 10 years old. Eight, nine, and 10 years old, performing ballet in front of 3,000 people. That, that, that's kind of a big deal, I think, for eight, nine, 10 years old. There's an ins. I met John Lithgow at the ballet. John Lithgow was there. Uh, I went and saw like a, a kid's ballet. That was actually kind of good. I liked it. I mean, it was like, the dancers are fucking amazing. It's like, this is, I mean, they're athletic. These dancers... But boy, I, I get to meet them after the after doing ballet, and they look beat up, tired, drawn, dark circles under their eyes. They don't look healthy. Yeah. They look very there's there's a real well, like yeah, they fucking, competitive intensity in there too. That's that's very. Different. I just drink herbal tea like it's gasoline. Ooh, oh, and yeah, yeah, and just very like uh, very tight, very they tightly around, wound. You got nefarious black men just looking at them in corners over here like this. Yeah. See, this is why you got to watch the show when we make offhanded comments. I can't be as descriptive. I can't reading rainbow everything for you guys. <laughs> Who is this? What the fuck is this? It's a cell phone. He just beats her in the head with it. But it is th- this whole like uh, this subculture is uh, 
You know, it was interesting because her, her daughter, basically, I, I never got the full story as to why her daughter was heavily into the Philadelphia Ballet and then dropped out to go with a different coach. You know, I, I wonder why that happened. There we go. I mean, I think it's there's a there's very much people get eased in and eased out. Uh, you know, in terms of being the head dancer, lead dancer, all that crap, you get, and it's sort of not really, I think, clear when you get sort of booted out. You know, we got a random episode of Chicago Fire to riff off of while we go over to the standings here. You know, my name's Chris O'Connell. I grew up at thirty fifth, at thirty fifth, and uh, you know, and Halstead. Chief, you don't want to know what we say behind your. The band. Romanoff Theater was down the street from me. They're Wouldn't going down Kedzie <laughs> watching a show with a Chicago and is so annoying because they're like, that's not the same that you're not supposed to go that direction down that street. <laughs> it's, it's a, a one, one way. way. There's exactly. a Turkish immigrant who screams at you. If you go down that way, you'll know where you're at. They did not add the Turkish immigrant. I like how one Chicago thing I- Chicago kitchens don't have those style of cabinets. They don't. They got deep beveled edges. Those don't have the bevel. Yeah, exactly. Some weird Chicago. Chicago water don't spray like that out of the nozzles. We have number seven nozzles. The whole Chicago Fire Department has number seven gauge nozzles. When I, okay, I sold T-shirts for a while. I think like I told you I sold T-shirts out at Wrigley Field, and I also sold T-shirts at Comiskey. Wrigley, you'd make some money. The bars of Wrigley, a pot, I'd make 150 to 200 bucks for two hours of work. Chicago Fire number you know? 19 in the TV league, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a popular show. Uh, so I went to Comiskey. Do you know, do you know, do you know the T-shirt they wanted me to sell, what it said? This is a Comiskey. This is 06. Wrigley Field, largest gay bar in Chicago. Yeah. That, they put that on a T-shirt. T-shirt? They advertised they that They had a Fukudomi shirt that said, hurry, Kyle. I know. It was like, with Harry like, Carey's like eyes. slanted eyes. It was like, it was like glass. It was, I was like, oh my God. Like, that'd be amazing if you had that now. That'd be pretty amazing. They, I mean, it's. You'd be able to sell that with your Nazi garb. Yeah. On some yeah. sort of tour. Like some weird, black like, market. like whatever, some like alt-right, like young guy wearing that. And some, this is my take on irony. My racist take on irony. Ooh, irony is the battleground. Oh, you're fucking weird. Doesn't make any sense. It becomes just a cartoon land. Yeah, but no, with uh, you're right though. Watching with a, a Chicago person, you know, no, Busy B was not on. It was on Damon. That's it's not incorrect. on Western. That you know that they quoted it wrong. You know, <laughs> just checking to see if all the streams are good. If we're you actually know. live, you got to steep it in. Uh, you know, yeah. Again, I, I, my show is a Chicago show. Whenever we do a racist, that's one thing I'm proud of the podcast. One, uh, the opening song and, and us trying to take back the racist in that it's not it used to be a southern accent you know something you're gonna go over there and then the nigger's gonna move into your neighborhood and you know what's gonna happen i tell you your property values like that you've used to already be the started the fucking compilation video they're gonna make of us saying it on the show well i just said raw a i don't know with an a oh yeah you said so, the raw yeah yeah exactly i didn't say i'm not gonna say er but, but I, i'm also doing with this racist voice that used to be my go-to racist voice now it's the Chicago, the Chicago accent. That, that actually works better, I think. Because you can do it against anybody. These Pollocks, these know, ex- Exactly. Chicago is so old school. Again, I, I, I don't know line. why people are defending the Ukrainians. They put a tree in my property and never did said n- mom about it. <laughs> I would knock on their door all the time. It always smelled like borscht and sauerkraut. Uh, and you know, it's like, and they're over at the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, you know. Yeah, and, and, and Chicago is so old school. There's still white on white racism in Chicago to this day. To this day, there is still white on white racism. A buddy of mine who will remain nameless said, I'm not going to do his voice. He said, never fight a Polak because they never stop coming. 
he said they're the toughest people to fight with because you'd hit well, yeah. them you'd hit them repeated times and they would get, i mean literally, they forgot that you just hit them because they're so dumb <laughs> but you'd blast literally you would have hit them five or six times in the face literally you get hit three or four times in the face you're probably going down if you're getting hit solid you're going down but they wouldn't stop because he said he hated fighting here's what fighting i would like to do Polacks. here's what i want to do i want to try and find a youtube so euphoria entered the tv league yeah okay and i've got all sorts of criteria i track down episode by episode and yeah. i'm going to show you the links i'm going to go through the whole painstaking operation of tracking this show because i found out the shows that are also on weekly like fx has a deal with hulu hbo has hbo max mm -hmm. so not only do these shows air on tv they air across all the platforms and okay. they track those numbers Oh, interesting. So okay. I figured out. Let me get a. So those numbers breakdown. kind of buttress the main channel's numbers. You know what I mean? It's like a different sort of uh, form of support. Those numbers. Am I thinking it the right way? Well, no. It just adds to it. So instead of just yeah. saying it, to, no, exactly. Yeah, 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 it supports the numbers exactly. Which is, I mean, th th that's a smart strategy, right? Isn't it? It makes sense. Well, it's, it's think just like an more executive honest. thinks. You know exactly. Uh, I'm going to see. Yeah, we can do this. We'll, we'll play this video. I hope I fucking hope this isn't someone talking over it. I swear to God. I mean, I know that's what our show does. Yeah. Yeah. But if you say you're it's a season one breakdown, like I want it just to be clips of the show. OK. OK. And this show, what's the plot of this again? So uh, Zendaya is a recovering drug addict teenager, and it's about her and her friends, and they just all have extremely fucked up life. She falls in love with a trans girl. Uh, she has there's this dude named Nate. Who's who found a tape of his dad fucking butt fucking trans women and like borderline sexually assaulting underage trans women. And he's like, so you find out yeah. all about that. Yeah. He's a crazy sex pervert who's cheating on his girlfriend with the girlfriend's best friend. So you just have all of this insane suburban teenage drama. Oh, so it's based in suburbia. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's funny. People always look at the city as being, that's where all, you know, the gay neighborhood, you know, if you were in a g largest gay bar, Wrigley Field. No, it's like that was always deemed like you were kind of a, you know, that's where the dark side happened, you know. But I always thought that suburbs had a much more because the veneer of it, that disconnect of like, hey, we're all a suburban family. The underlying undercurrent, there's a lot of rough suburbs, I think. You know, there's a lot of uh, an undercurrent of weirdness that goes on in suburbs that. That, you know, it's been tapped into, obviously, in shows and in movies. But I think it's, you know, I think it's a little uh, more strange than living in a city. I think a city's more Today open. Today, I will be recapping season one of Euphoria. And as always, I will be spoiling the entire season. Euphoria uh, deals with some very adult so yes, things. And there a... will be mention of domestic violence, drug use, self-harm, mental illness, assault, and lots and lots of cursing. So if that doesn't sound like your cup of tea... No hard feelings, and I'll catch you on the next one. Direct self-harm. Please mm. proceed with caution. I hate when they do that. That's like the new thing you have to do on YouTube. Character we meet is uh, I, uh, our not-so-reliable narrator. Rue is just your average 17-year-old. She lives with her mom, Leslie, I think I told you. Gia, and oh, she's also fresh out of rehab. I spent a good portion of the summer before junior year in rehab. God so, so this is number six. Why are you rolling your eyes? Because what she said from a right. No, what you're doing is fine. What you're, no, you're fine. It, it, the content of what she was saying. But 
She was 16 and went to rehab. That happened when I was in high school. That happened when I, know, I was in high school. I know a shitload of people yeah, who went to rehab yeah, in high school. Yeah, you don't? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. They, they did. They went, to, they went to rehab in high school. Yeah, there was a lot of kids that went to rehab Yeah, in but Crow, just because it didn't happen for you doesn't mean no, it no, didn't no, no, happen. No, 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 no. It did happen. It did happen. But you're saying it like it. in a very, you're saying it like in a, that like, you're almost saying it in a snarky way. <laughs> well, well, I, I was just like, initially I was like, how often does it happen? And I realized it happens, no, a lot. it happens a lot. It happens a lot. Even no when kids it. get caught with drugs, they always force them to go to rehab. You see, Here, here's, here's my angle. She got on drugs because her dad dies. I'm spoiling season two. It's a lot of dad, dead. The backstory of yeah. that. Yeah, it is. It's a good show. This is, I'm not, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is one show that like, I'm not here. Lexi Howard is Maude Apatow. That's Judd Apatow's daughter. Yeah. Who graduated last year but still hangs around high school juniors. So, this is a great breakdown, actually. It's the same formula it's always been. You know, of tapping into. I'm rolling my eyes. It's the same formula it's always been. And I get it. It's it's tried and true. On our way home, we have Rue Spots, Manic Pixie Dream Girl Jules. Jules is new in town, transgender, and Rue's future BFF. Nate Jacobs is the popular star quarterback who is also a sociopath. He's also in a toxic on a. He's all. This is how I do it. Very emotionless video breakdowns. So I I don't trigger you or cause any emotion. I don't want to signal that I like any of this behavior. This is just. This is weird. It's good. It's a good breakdown. No, absolutely. No, no, I want to watch it, but let's see my reaction to this. You like uh, you like that it gets a so it's number six in the TV league here. I'm going to break down the scoring of it right away. So I went I went episode by episode and googled article and yeah. saw how much it did across all platforms. Yeah, tracked those wins and then I also added in a social media score. So let me get into some numbers here that it might blow your fucking dick away. Yeah, yeah. I had this thread. Uh, this is why it's good that we could take our time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, it's here, I mean, we'll, it's, we'll it's play this while I look it up. Themes. We'll play this while I look it up. I'm rolling my eyes too. I sometimes wonder. I sometimes wonder. Is that a teenager being sent to rehab? I sometimes wonder if that's being done knee jerk. No, she's fucked up. No, no, her character. No, 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 I mean, yeah. for her, it might work. I mean, it works for some people. Hear me out. Hear me out. But I wonder in actual real life, this is what I'm trying to say. It's no, a discussion in my works. mind. Is that, yeah, is that some, well, it's sometimes, I think it's done as a knee jerk reaction amongst some parents. I'm like, we got to deal with this kid. We got to reboot him. He's 16, and that's a real major problem. I, I don't know. I, I get that. I get uh, the imp- I don't have children. I get the impulse to probably want to do that. But I also think there is something too, I don't know, it's tricky. To, you know, I think a lot of kids are just kind of partying and experimenting for the first time. When they do it is important. I think if you're young and you're an addict, there's a fucking problem there you got to deal with. When you're 17 and you're partying, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's such a bad thing. Post-15 to me is an age, I feel like. 15 is a crossroads Post-15 age. Post-15 fun, they call it, right? If, if, you, if you're able to make it through 15, being a square through 15, I think, is a good benchmark. But when you're 16... You should not be a square. You got to be, <laughs> I think a, a healthy development is you got to start partying a little bit. But I look back on it. I didn't, I thought I was partying hard, but I wasn't partying. That so hard. before we go through this recap, I'm going to take you through some numbers. But my here. mom was the type of person who would have sent me to rehab if she found out I was drinking. Just if I was drinking. Oh, yeah. If I was drinking. No, a lot of it is that. And like, it's like, you, you, no, get, that, that's you stole some reaction. mail and then they found weed in your bag. And oh, so oh, they're oh, like, I, oh, you got to go to rehab because oh, this is a federal crime. I remember my stepfather. 
I had a list of things I was going to bring to the fucking, we were going to have this camp out at this lake, and I put down weed and bong on the list. Come on, like you're going to forget that. That's the first thing you're bringing. And he found the list, and I kept blowing it off. Weed and bong. Yeah, that's what I wrote down in the bong. Weed and bong. <laughs> How dated is that? I love it. I love it. So the euphoria, <laughs> the euphoria, the euphoria, the euphoria season two finale drew a series high of 6.6 million viewers across all platforms Sunday night. 30% above the last week and 5.5% above the season one finale from 2019. Euphoria season two episodes are now averaging 16.3 million viewers. Uh, that's popular. So here's what I did with that. I took the episode by episode breakdown, yeah. gave that score of how many uh, yep. the wins it got, and then I took the extra 10 that it gained over DVR and I added it to that. Then I took another 10 points because... Uh, according to Twitter, Euphoria is now the most tweeted about show of the decade so far wow. with 34 million tweets. It was also the number one most social series across all TV throughout its season, wow. including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Wow. Uh, and that's it, it. It's doing Game of Thrones numbers. It's interesting. I mean, I tell you what, it's pretty well produced. I mean, uh, what what platform? Uh, it's on HBO. Oh, OK. Yeah. The premiere yeah. of season yeah, yeah. two Obviously. is approaching 19 million views. Yeah. No, that's. Is this supposed to be based in L.A. or New York? Or it's where they not. Are? It's just a random just town. A, they don't say. Which I, I like that as a choice. You want to know why? That's Hill Street Blues, my friend. <laughs> That's the reason why. Because you can project into it. It could be York. It could be there's Cincinnati. It could be Omaha. It could be Milwaukee. Low so therefore, it has a national broad appeal. Sorry, sorry. Because it's 20 minutes. I want to get through it so we can like. I mean, we can make fun of it, but I want to make sure I stop it. as you low self-esteem there's this girl who has no plot line but really high self-esteem for some reason then there's lexi who's that's not judd really apatow's group, daughter but she's cassie's sister so there you go we also have christopher mckay a football star who graduated last year but still hangs around high school juniors which is not weird at all mckay's dating cassie which is not legal but no one in the show ever mentions it so I'll just shut up. I'm so done with this whole like I know. anytime there's a slight age difference. They're doing it with that licorice pizza. I yeah. and I knew it was going to be every everybody's like that was a good movie but are we just going to let it slide that a 25-year-old woman fell in love with a 15-year-old boy? Um, it was just like it was the 70s. It happened all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's, saying it's okay. Yeah. It's just saying it, it happened. happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. And they do that all the time. Oh, they're going fucking episode one. So here's here's the basic. You're breakdown. right though. You're right though. This deadpan voice, it's is, awful. Is nauseating. We're, we're changing it. Yeah, yeah, but 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 it's we're, good. It's I good just show. wanted to show you a gist of the show because now I could tell you how season one and two. Break absolutely, down. absolutely. So season one, you find you find out everything. Rue's dealing with like you're just finding out about her drug abuse. She's this budding relationship with the new girl, Jules. Yeah. Who's um, a trans, trans girl. Yeah. yeah. And Nate and Maddie are still kind of dating, but they're fighting. At the end of season one, Nate cheats with Maddie's best friend, Cassie. Okay. And Cassie gets fucking Livid. obsessed. No, Livid. obsessed with Nate. Oh, okay. The, ooh, Maddie ooh. doesn't find out about Nate until the end of season two. Okay. Uh, that happens because uh, Maude Apatow fucking writes a play about everybody and then they watch it watch the play oh okay. like it's the play okay. within the tv show okay scene. okay um, yeah so i mean this is the classic notes though of all teen dramas but it, there's a there's yeah. a there's a black white guy who's the drug dealer 
who the actor they actually found in a chicken and waffle place <laughs> working. He thought they were scamming them when they said we're like casting agents. Man, that that can you can get plucked too in Hollywood. You can get plucked like that. Come out here. Come out to it Hollywood. It happened in New York. It happened in New York. Oh, oh, and okay. um, he it happened. In New York. It happened. You know, it's it, um, show business in general, entertainment. You know so, the backstory, though. Good for you. So season one ends with kind of everything hanging. You find that Nate's dad is this fucking rapist, fucking underage rapist. Uh, Nate knows, but he's using it as leverage to fucking like torture the other kids, kind of like. Because Jules was Ugh. one of Jules was one of the trans people that Nate's dad had sex with, and he's kind of lording that over everyone's oh, head. Oh, he At the knowledge. same time, cheating with Cassie. So season two starts with the white black guy knowing up finding he finds out about all this at the end of season one yeah and at the beginning of season two he beats the shit out of nate at a party oh and then every because the cops get called obviously yeah so then nate's dad is like why did this happen and he's like because because i have this tape of you fucking underage oh ooh, that's girls, the reveal and i'm okay. protecting you yeah. so then nate's dad spirals out starts driving drunk realizes that he's bisexual wants to fuck everything there's a scene where he whips his dick out in his family's house tells all his kids that they were mistakes and that he wants to fuck everything that moves and just leaves and then at the end of the show nate sends him to jail for pedophilia though that that's a little bit it's super dramatic yeah it's not like say, a logical yeah, show yeah 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 that, that's a, I mean, but this is why it's the most talked about show because yeah. it just deals with all it's a good perfect show that because uh, it's made by this former, you can tell he was a former drug addict. His name is yeah. Sam Levinson. Yeah. I don't know if he's related to Barry. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. But I guess he was a super dope addict as a kid. And it's, it's essentially about his life. Um, and the way yeah. season two ended, they might make a time jump because she, uh, Zendaya's character, Rue, the drug addict, she says, like, I stayed clean for the rest of that school year. I didn't see this person or this person ever again. So they're going to. So I think them. they might like launch her a, like a deck because she's back playing, with her bad. Friends she's again. Yeah. no or just oh, a yeah. different because she's playing Sam Levinson like that. In, oh, in an oh, interview, I found that out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She said, like, I, I'm at, I'm playing Sam. So I feel like I like where his life is going to be Rue's trajectory. Uh, Yeah. What a what a. It's a different ball so game. So Euphoria is number six on its debut, a forty-six point seven wow. league debut. Um, that was really the big one. Yeah. We have we have Snowfall. I put that was Snowfall in the league. Ooh, yeah, oh yeah. That's yeah. got season five. That had a two point four million across all platforms. Okay, which was up from the season before. So I gave it an additional three. So I think it's five point four something. Wow, good for you. Snowpiercer is a 6.96. That show seems to be sticking on. Pam and Tommy 6.24. I I liked the Pam and Tommy thing we watched. I thought that was a very uh, interesting sort of thing, you know. Look at this Democrat. Of course, the number one thing on folks. This is a Democratic Party chair. He also grew up in a home. Yeah, look how pathetic he is. Paycheck to paycheck, and wants to see news. Isn't that a guy you want to get behind? A guy that you a strong leader that you think can fucking cobble. It's it's just all about I don't want to upset anybody, and I want to. Did I walk too hard? Did I walk too hard? Is it too aggressive? Am I yelling too hard? I just want to be soft and gentle. The Democrats just want to be gentle and curtail to every sort of social whim. We want to be sensitive to all your soul. Ooh, sorry, was that too aggressive? But we also want to take money from big banks i know and have corporations still rape culture i know i know no no it's we have no integrity we want to say that we're going to go after wall street but we really are wall street yeah no i know i know i know no you're right you're right such bullshit i know anyone that's why when you were like defending when we were watching the new york's thing and you were defending de blasio i was just like crow don't like 
he's not good. Yeah. Like just because he's not Trump and yeah. he's not a Republican yeah. doesn't mean he was good at his job. Okay, I hear everything you're saying. What are you doing to change that? I don't live in New York. I don't have what to do you, shit. No, I'm seeing anyone of that age. <laughs> what are you doing to try to affect that? Are you going to just point it out and just really bitch about it and be upset? No, or but it try is to good. get involved and no, do something. No, but here's the thing, Crow. You do need dis. You do need noise. Oh, absolutely. You're you absolutely want, you don't want right. people to just sit there and write in their journals you, about you, how they you, know the government's bullshit. Well, exactly. No, you do absolutely, and that's why you need to actually have a pair more and, and actually try to tackle some of the issues. Yeah, this is not. We I have agree. a pair more. It's the it's the alt metal band it, it, <laughs> but the whole the the you're absolutely right i mean listen part of the calculation they made a calculation the democrats are run by a bunch of pussies we're going to try to intimidate them and we can be successful at that so there's no doubt they have to grow a pair and actually resist and fight but also the people who want to stand on the sidelines and bitch about it and point their finger what are you fucking doing you know i mean to the extent that i could i actually did some things i actually did now, obviously, it didn't change everything because things are still fucked up and that's frustrating. But I actually try to do some things and some more confrontational things to actually try to affect things. But I feel like people just don't want to get mud on their face or I don't know what it is. They want to be clean and not get dirty. And so and I'm sorry, that's just not going to affect things either. You know, so, yes, they're trying to appeal to everyone, which is wrong. You have to actually speak truth. Go to the economic side. But you're right. They don't want to do that because they're on board with Wall Street, too. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know, so you're right. There has to be a voice putting that out. You're right. You're right. There is. And, and then they are They're, they're, they're you know, yeah, they are. They're not cool. They really. And it's, it's gross. And, and that is part of the calculation. That's why one sixth of the country has a genuine chance of really fucking things up. Just one sixth of the country is motivated. That's all it takes, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Interesting time with that. So what else? I'm sorry. TV stand. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put on the season two debut of Euphoria here. Euphoria. One of the things that was a bit of a turnoff for me when I saw this preview was it just felt kind of it's hitting all the buttons. Here is this person. Here is that person. But you know that's what most shows are for crying out loud. You have to have some recognizable. Okay, these are issues we're dealing with in our time now. Well, it's an Which ensemble is, cast. Yeah, and, and that is the form, that, and that's you know that that's that's the form that you know it's always been. You know, so and, and they're trying. To, and it seems honestly. Seems like, you know, the acting seemed decent, you know, looked good because it was a, a well-constructed, framed I composition of the, the shots, here. you know, but yeah, here we go. Here, I'm just going to fast forward to the and end. And it's HBO, so it's quality. It's quality. Um, I want to show you how hard he beats the shit out of this guy. Yeah. This episode does a good job of reminding you what happened in season two while adding some new stuff. Yeah. And then, so this is the first episode where, oh, this is good stuff to. Excellent. Oh, no. Hey, yeah. So this is the trans woman. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's cool. her. Ooh, there's boobs. Got borderline rapes happening here. He does a lot of that. A lot of this season is him driving drunk going 100 miles per hour. Because he's a goddamn rebel. And then she gets all excited and she fucking sticks his vest. She sticks her head out the window. This whole season, I was just like, someone's going to die gruesomely. I'm too yeah. used to watching Six Feet Under and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, Because she hangs out of the car right here. And I'm just like, oh, she's going to hit a lamppost. Yeah, yeah. Fucking get posted, dude. Ooh. Here we go. I'm 16 and removing my underwear. <laughs> We're sexually assaulting women. <laughs> 
David Bowie. <laughs> That's the lyrics to this song. So he's getting a beaver shot there. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Checking it you out. You know it's pure skin too. Hey, man. You know, Crocious. We, That's what you do. If we know of anything about Crocious. He loves hair on pubis. <laughs> hey, he says the bush is fundamental. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, I tell you what, though. The uh, the bush has made a comeback, right? Is the bush made a comeback? It's I think th- so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not... I personally prefer clean. But. So Cassie is locked in the room with Nate here. <sighs> oh, oh, oh. Is that, is that him cheating on her? Yes. Oh yeah, uh, there we go. A good thing I got her tits covered. What a good, what a good fucking shot. Yeah, absolutely. Watch. Close your mouth, you fucking bitch. Whore. I know shit like this happened in high school. That right there, like, look at her face. You see how she's got that eye makeup and yeah. her hair is like stuck to her head. That's attractive to people. Oh yeah. Like I don't get the whole pressed back like ariana grande latino yeah, where like my yeah. hair is makeup to my head yeah and i got look. the fat asshole rim around the lips and the, like i don't think any of that is sexy at all yeah Th- that to me is a bit of the integration of kardashian to me a little bit the kardashians have affected the standards of beauty so she ends up hiding in the bathtub the whole party okay. she bangs and they ends up hiding in the bathtub the whole party someone calls her my high school experience is what a, when this shit would go on in high school, because it went on all the time, it really used to bum me out. Sex? No, no. Well, yeah, that too. But, but, but I mean, the whole cheating, when, when, when couples would cheat, when really? they get back together, used to really bum me out. Used to really bum me out. I was very about, it was very like, I was very sensitive You need to about punish that. that person. You know, or, or just like, you know. Because wh- I love wh- you. I would have never done that to you, Gloria. <laughs> I know. Because that's what a pussy I was. That's the oh, truth. I'll admit crow. it. Have you ever seen the movie Last American Virgin? No. I think I've talked about it on the show before. It was an early 80s uh, teen flick where the lead character, the stud guy, knocks up this woman that's kind of a friend, a part of their circle of friends. He brings her to an abortion clinic as a teenager. He thinks it's his end to get in with her. And then she ends up fucking the guy who knocked her up at the end of the movie. And he walks in on them after he totally ignores her and blows her off. And like, no, 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 I, I don't want to be with you. You know, you know that, that scene, there's a scene where... He blows the woman off when she says she's pregnant and the nice sensitive guy brings her to an abortion clinic where she gets the abortion and then he she ends up hooking up with the guy who knocked her up. He thinks he's going to like take her away because he was nice to her and it ends with him weeping in his car driving home. Credits. That's how it ends. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's how it ends is him getting his car. You're heart. like, this is the most realistic movie uh, I've ever watched. When I was like 14 years old, 15 years old, that resonated with me. <laughs> Without a doubt, I will admit that because because it was like, <laughs> but think about it, you know, it, I've it was, done that. But but he was like, because he thought, oh, I'm going to be a sensitive guy, not understanding how unattractive sensitive guys are to women. Heterosexual women do not like sensitive men. They look a guy who's kind of sweet, you know, but he's got to be tough first. And that's why you know? I'm a bitch to my girlfriend but, all but the no, time. But, no, but I'm they, kidding. They, they, they want you to be, you got to be, uh, you got to have a spine. You got to have a backbone. They, that, that you have to have that because they know you got to deal with them. And they know it can be difficult and times can get tough. And they got to know that there's someone they can actually count on, you know, when times are tough to be, to to have an opinion, you know, and to like stay the course and be steadfast when you get concerned and worried because you know something, I'll be there. I'm going to be there. You can depend on me and I'm not going to be judgmental on you, but I'm going to be firm in my decisions. And you can say, yes, yes, I can count on you. I can depend on you. That's the reason why they like it. 
So we're culminating on the beating here. <laughs> so here's when you start finding out that Nate's like a psycho. Because in season one, he's just kind of like a bro jock, like okay. sex freak. So this guy is was dating Cassie. Okay. And then she... Alviel Grant, the grande. No, 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 no. no. Cassie's the blonde girl. Oh, that was getting fucked by... Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, by sociopath. Ariana Grande girl is the blonde girl's best friend. Okay, okay. That is the blonde girl's boyfriend. Oh, oh, so that's a connection of all four. Yeah. Makes sense. Trying to tell me you took her in that room and you didn't dick her down? Nah, didn't. And he's saying, like, because they just went in a room, because he just, they just, because Cassie's been weird the whole party, obviously. Yeah. Because she fucked Nate. And he, the black guy was like, what's wrong with you? I love you. Yeah. And she says, I'm not a good person. Trust me. She kind of hinted that I cheated on you. Yeah. So now he's all pissed. Yeah. And now Nate goes, what? Did you go take her in the room to fuck? And watch like how creepy he gets about it. I don't believe you. Did you know people like this? Listen to this and see if you knew people like this. Tell me the truth. That's the truth. I took her in the room, had a conversation. That was it. Are you trying to tell me that you didn't miss those titties? <laughs> Come on, bro. I knew it. I knew it. You dirty motherfucker. You dirty motherfucker. Yeah, you I, I, absolutely. Come on, absolutely. Oh, you, you dirty motherfucker. Chill. You Chill. dirty motherfucker. Yo, you feel my you boner in your leg? You Chill. feel my Chill. boner? Where'd you come? Chill. Come in her mouth? Chill. Yo, you come in her belly? Yeah, 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 absolutely, you, absolutely. I know people like this. Right? What's up, bro? I mean, he's going a little bit over the top, but yeah, yeah, Hi. in the ballpark of this. Happy New Year's, motherfucker. Happy New Year. Uh oh, a bad seed has been planted. Yeah, you know, a bad seed. Well, been now planted. I think he's realizing, like, oh, this dude. Well, yeah. Plus, he's an intimidating, physically big guy. There's yeah. Jules. She looks like Evan Peters from fucking American <laughs> Horror Story. Did she look like Evan Rachel Wood in 13? She looks like some kind of Evan. <laughs> uh, you can take my chair. That guy is some fucking, like, he's a drug addict that Rue does drugs with the whole season. She Like, this whole season is Rue relapsing hard on drugs. Yeah. That fucking happened. I, I, I you tell get you the what, poetic black fucking sponsor. You don't know nothing, youngin. <laughs> I was out on the streets. Rapping poetry, barefoot. Did he say things like, I was doing poetry? Was he really, like going up like, you know, like he says he was on Heron. I was on Heron. And that liquor. So, that's like an old black man. What am I doing? Yeah, you're doing, what are you doing? Redbone, the fucking Richard Pryor Mud character. Mudbone, you know. Mudbone was a good character. Doing that shit. So here's Fezco. What? I don't know, like doubting yourself and shit. Oh. Yo, I didn't even vote, yo. Oh, is she, does she have like low self-esteem or something? Well, she's she just like the like fly on the wall. That's oh, her story, the, the, the whole flower. thing. Like, yep, yep. That's why she writes the play because she's just been in the background Observing. ever since middle school. And so she writes this play of yeah. just like she like the kind of like you don't know that I've been like I've been picking notes through the yeah, entire time. Like I've, yeah. You've been doing this all in front of me, ignoring me. Yeah, that, that's certainly an, that's the way I felt. You know, that was the artist phone in me. Number. So then the the this dude ends up really liking her. Like all of season two, they end up becoming really close. Spoiler alert: he gets fucking machine gunned in the season oh, two finale. And he's a, and he's a kind of a good guy. Do they have like a, a, an authentic so, relationship? Oh yeah. yeah. So in season two, they start building the side plot. This little kid is like his little soldier. He found this kid when he was a baby and like raised him as a little gangbanger. So he's fucking fierce yeah so this little kid ends up murking like two people throughout the season and the cops end up storming his house 
and that little ash his name is ashtray he ends up locking himself in a bathroom and like machine gunning through the fucking door and he hits fezco he basically fires his way shoots his way out of the out of he the shoots jam. he just doesn't yeah. he doesn't shoot his way out he lays in the bathtub and just fucking fires it yeah just like taking everybody out but you left you leave season two fezco gets shot in the fucking stomach and then the cops take him away and it ends oh so and you don't season feel, yeah. three isn't going to be till for two more years oh yeah so that's why i think they're going to advance a little bit because they're going to yeah. be two years older so Fezco now saw Nate. Now the reason he's so fierce is because uh, that is, Fezco is boys with Rue. It's yeah. like Rue's drug dealer, and he. But he also isn't giving her drugs. He's yeah. that. He's the good drug dealer of yeah. like, yeah. I'll let you chill at my house when you're withdrawing, but yeah. like I'm not giving you drugs. Yeah, exactly. So he found out. He's all, the disciplined drug. So dealer. he found out yeah. all this shit about Nate. Like his dad is banging, raping all these fucking trans women. Yeah. Nate is also doing it. He's a crazy psychopath who cheats. And he all and oh and uh, Nate secretly loves jewels. That's why he's kind of like holding the disc. Yeah. So fucking uh, Fezco, the black white guy, knows all of this and is just like, finally, I have my moment. Yeah. But watch how this happens. This yeah. is the kind of violence I love. Oh, she's she's putting it together in her head, right? Yeah. She's putting it together. Yeah. And he just texted Ashtray, "Get the car ready." Because he's basically trying to get out of there. Yeah. He, he, know, he knows shit's up. This kid's also 12. That's what's cool that he's driving. Yeah, exactly. When did you learn how to drive? I was driving on a farm when I was 14 years old, 15 years old. Hell yeah. You know, I was, but but I, I really learned how to drive when I was sick. I got my license when I was sick. Failed the test the first time. When What's the first hard drug you did outside of weed? And what age? Uh, I did coke when I was 16. There you go. 16, 7, did it. Look at what a perfect coke. shot yeah. of the tortured Rue. I've only done, she, and she's got the drug issue, right? Yeah. So here's, we want to know a lame thing. Before every episode of fucking, of an episode of this airs, Zendaya will go on her Instagram and post a trigger warning. <laughs> Our show's real and it deals with real subjects <sighs> and hard topics. Yeah. And I'm just letting y'all know. To just trigger warning, and I, I'm with all, and she signs it, Daya. Peace, everybody. Daya. Why Daya? Because her name's Zendaya. Oh, God. Her name is actually Zendaya. Her I parents named her yeah. Zendaya. Well, she's from LA, probably. Daya. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, it's so self indulgent. Yeah. Just let people be triggered by your show. Yeah. But it's the immediate, like, don't blame me. But they're if you're also upset by this. They're show. also playing the angle of we know we're gonna. It's like parental warning lyrics on, on an album. Kids are gonna want to watch it now, so they're playing that. But but then it has to be a good show. The acting has to be. Were good. you ever in a situation in life where a bright light struck you and you were like, no. like the beginning of Batman '66? <laughs> no. <laughs> Even the cops. I mean, I got chased around by the cops a couple times. I was always pretty wily with the cops. You know, we like. I was wily. Yeah. You, 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 know, you know what my tactic was? That's called white privilege, crow. Uh, you know what my tactic was? Not in my hometown. They came after whites all the time. I still got, we still got time, man. I still got 20 minutes. Uh, it, it, uh, it, my, my tactic was I'd let the group, with like six or eight guys, we'd be drinking in a park or something. Cops would come out and start chasing. I'd let the larger group get like 15 seconds ahead of me. And they chase the larger group, and I would just stay. I would always stay behind. I made a conscious choice to not run initially. Yeah, that was my tactic, and that worked several times, several times when I was a teenager. But I haven't thought about that shit, dude. It feels I don't know. I, I guess if I can go back in time, I mean, your emotional life back then is so real. 
it's so pure when you first start experiencing those adult emotions. It's very powerful. Really, and that's why it has a, as a, a, an imprint on your brain. You remember those people. People go back to their high school reunions because it's just an, an emotional threshold is being passed. But I, uh, I, I, I don't think about it. I'm glad, you know, because I didn't like high school. It took me a long time to get over my high school pain. I'll admit it. it took me a very long time. <laughs> I, this is confessions of Crow right here. It took me a long time to get over my high school pain, you know. Wait, what's she saying? Is she just like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I just, okay. I, the viewers are having a hard time finding the new video because I had to read, put a new video. It's cool, in. man. It's cool. They're just so, at the, season one, Rue and Jules planned to like leave town together. And Jules left Rue hanging. Like Rue was on the train alone. Yeah. So they're like upset with each other because she like, you left me fucking hanging. And you yeah. look you look like Marilyn Manson and I love you. <laughs> they actually have a they cast a trans woman, oh, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It's trans appropriate. This now, honestly, th this looks oh, here okay. We go. Here we this, go. This looks pretty good. You make any New Year's resolution? The two of them no. have the beef. The, the tension is here, right? A few. The last time we talked, didn't you say you wanted to kill me? Yeah, well. It's a new year, Playboy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's sneaky violence. Oh. Oh, he got him. Yeah. Someone's got to stop that shit, man. You got to get in there. No, you can beat Nate to death. That's what I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how athletic people fight. Yeah. The quick shots. Yeah. The boxing. Boxing is... It, it, it isn't the one punch. It's the flurry of punches. It's landing four or five in the face. It, it ain't doing one. If you can knock someone out with one punch... You're a strong guy. That scene is a perfect representation of euphoria. You know, go ahead. There we go, man. But yeah, but, but it is uh, that, that true, like, blasting someone. I mean, bla getting someone down with one punch has to be pretty much a perfect punch. You got to be technically very sound. So you got to do the flurry of punches. You can't do one. You got to do at least three and probably five or six if you really want to get someone down. And, and you got to have at least three or four of those. Get on the button. Crack that nose, get that lip, get that orbital. You know, you're going to fracture a bone in there. You know, if you fracture a bone, you're going to see who's really, who's really down for the cause, you know. <laughs> That's my angle. You want to get into TV history now? This is or, great, man. Or do you want to just I, keep rolling? Well, I, I got I to gotta go in a little bit. But yeah, we got another 15 minutes, man. Yeah. All right. Let's do some TV history. Absolutely, here. man. Oh, I, I got uh, my best friend from college is showing up next week, flying in on Saturday. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a week. Of hanging out. It's going to be a good time. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, I look at the seven days. So a lot of things happen this week. We can, yeah. we can do, uh, there's this, a tra this movie came out. Let me see if you remember this. It's okay. Euphoria looks like a good show. I, I'm not, I'm not shitting on it. You know, I was a little down on it before. It looked good, you know, but it's, 
It's that formula. It's the high school. You know, it's the high school uh, drama. Oh yeah, of, like know. you probably wouldn't relate formula. to it at all. But but you can. But the archetypes are similar. You know, there was the jock sociopath when I was a kid. You know. Um. So in 1997, this week, this movie came out. It's called ooh. the the Apocalypse Watch, starring John O'Shea. Alexander Lasseter mean anything to you? Lasseter. Is this a TV movie? I happen to know he's been contacted by the WG Corporation. Chemicals, John. I happen to know he's been contacted by the WG Corporation. Chemicals, John. Along with most of the contents of your medicine cabinet, also manufactured. I graduated from playing stepdads to leading men now. I am now a debonair leading man. <laughs> I work in corporate America. I'm uh, a fixer in corporate America. This is what I do. When there's something kind of dirty that I gotta, I gotta you know, give the news, break the news, they call on me. I'm smart and I'm quick. I'm still not used to these goddamn British cars. <laughs> I'm driving on the wrong side of the road. Exactly. So this is a British show, right? Or this is... It's essentially... I mean, this is just I don't a four-minute clip. I don't remember the show. I don't. It's a movie. It's a TV well, movie. Well, this movie. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, a TV movie. Yeah, it has that TV movie feel to it. I don't remember this being theatrical, really. Oh, uh, it wasn't. You know, exactly. Uh, but then we also have this Journey of the Heart, 1997. Ooh. Ooh, I think I remember that. Sybil Shepherd about how she fucking raises up a fucking tard. Oh, yeah. I, I, I tell you what, man. That night, this was still the influence of Rain Man, of Dustin Hoffman playing Rain Man, and he won an Oscar for Rain Man. That was a real, like, oh, my God. He's stretching out as an actor. He plays a developmentally disabled character. All those guys. I mean, that's how DiCaprio got his foot in the door. You know, all, everyone did. Winona Ryder played some autistic character. You know, I think Sean Penn play, played a, a developmentally disabled. That, that, that just spawned this. And there was still that strand going on by the late 90s. It still had life. You know, well, I mean, I guess obviously Forrest Gump is the pinnacle of that. Forrest Gump is the true high watermark. Well, this is definitely trying the, to mock Gump. It, absolutely. It's definitely in the spirit. It's got to be. It's got to be in the spirit of that. Oh, I hope this Gump was huge. The opening scene of this fucking movie. That's another one of my racist voices I do, too. One that rivals the Chicago racist voice. Forrest Gump. Is the think mean spirited Forrest Gump. I do not want to wear my mask. It is all a hoax. You are being taken advantage of by the yeah, liberal Forrest media. Forrest Gump wasn't like a right wing guy. Well, exactly. Was... No, yeah, exactly. I'm, do, I'm doing mean spirited Forrest Gump. That's, I, I, when I do a, like a, I do not want to get vaccinated. It is against my religious beliefs. I won't do that. I'm hiding behind the Bible. You know, even though I'm really a hostile human being. That, 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 so I, I, it's mean spirited. Forrest Gump is my voice I do also for describing the Southern Trump supporter. But the Trump supporters are everywhere, you know. They're, they're, they're in L.A. They're in big cities. They like to be, uh, you know, boisterous. I think I told that story last week about uh, someone told me that they, they brought their family down to, the, uh, to uh, Santa Monica, Santa Monica Pier, and there were like 200 to 300 people cheering without their mask on, yelling at people as they walked by them, and then following them for like a couple blocks. You're being lied to by the media. You're wearing your, and you're, I mean, really aggressively doing that. It's like, okay, you know, your body yourself, but you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. Okay, you're allowed to not wear your mask. You're not allowed to follow someone and be hostile like that. And I totally believe that that, that we're going to go into the height, the height of like liberal California. That's what we're going to do and be real assholes. Yeah, we're going to show you what assholes we are. Fuck off. I love how so, talking about retarded children yeah, led yeah. you down this exactly, path. Exactly, exactly. Everything leads you to slamming right-wing people. 
<laughs> it does. Well, I don't like them. So you know? what? And exactly. So. Let them live. <laughs> that that is true. They are part of it all too. They you know how we're going to fix the world by getting rid of all the people that I don't like. Yeah. Well, exactly. Hey, hey. I hear what you're saying. I don't like them either. But you know something? I'm also going to pay attention to them because they're a threat. And that that's why truth. everybody, the, like liberal people, are all about like we just want peace. There's some people who literally want world peace. Well, you know for I'd that like to happen. That, that's you know for that to happen. You have to tolerate trump supporters oh yeah 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 that's true you know but i know one thing i don't know how many liberals are going out mass shooting who knows who knows what it is. who knows that's you never know that'll, that. that'll happen yeah yeah that fucking dorner guy was like a super liberal he was shooting cops who, who, who oh, chris dorner oh, the guy yeah. who was murking off lapd people Ooh, man. and you know what's sick people yeah. think he's like a hero yeah yeah after floyd they're like that guy was a fucking hero yeah well you know listen man these are fucked up times the fact is And it's definite 60s, I think. Oh, no, that's a 90s truck. So here we go. We got this blind guy. Now, here's a truck, Tony. They're grounding this and just playing a harmonica. It's like a Norman Rockwell painting. What actor is that? Is that uh, Elijah Wood? I mean, it's it's an, oh, oh, so they're the movie is about him as an adult. So okay. this is it's insignificant who the kid is. This actor is a flashback. Yeah. Well, he's going to go in traffic and get hit by a car, isn't he? No, I thought that too. Exactly. I don't want that to happen. He's a good kid. So they're making fun of him because he's... Well, yeah, because he's being yeah. hilarious and mentally disabled in public. Tony loves Civil Shepard. She's in this. That's her wow. movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, well, of course she cast herself. An episode of Sybil aired the day after this aired. Absolutely. She was I looked it to, up. I'm sure she was trying to... Uh, to still maintain relevance. Ass naked. Kids ass naked. There we go. I mean, at some point, you'd grab the kid away. I love how they just let him praise the sun <laughs> nude. I relate to that kid, I think. Is that that? Oh, what, what is this? Oh, Sybil. Just, God. Slaving away. Jess. <laughs> the sheriff's outside. He wants to see you. He's got your little retard boy there on a dog collar. Tony's got himself in a pickle again. Tony. I love how in the credits they put Tony in quotes. <laughs> the mentally because disabled quotes. We call him Tony. It's His name, name is actually dog. Frederick Douglas O'Connell, <laughs> but he only knows how to say Tony. By, he goes by Tony, though. Tony. <laughs> So I've she plays like a housemaid. He just keeps pressing his anus up against the back window of that car. I don't, don't know what know. to do with him, ma'am. So this is grounded well, in the just south. He did a strip tease right out front of Mrs. Jenkins' market. Well, he's he stark uh, naked, Janice. Stark naked. <laughs> well, she's from Memphis, you know. Boy, don't act uh, right. Sybil Shepard's from Memphis. You don't say boo when you talk to him. Well, maybe you didn't feel like carrying on a conversation. He grunts like a gorilla. She you was. Gotta, a, my oh yeah. Was, <laughs> I, oh, oh. My boy ain't retarded. She just denies that he's fucking fucked up because she's got Southern mother love. He ends up being a musical savant. This is based on a real guy. You want to see the real guy? The real little guy? Is it Ronnie Millsap? (laughs) (laughs) She playing like sit down slide guitar. I remember Ronnie Millsap. That was like (laughs) you were being like Southern woke getting into Ronnie Millsap. You know, Tony DeBlois so utterly awesome. That and his love of Frank Sinatra. He started playing the piano at the age of two and hasn't stopped. His love of Frank Sinatra and Jim Crow Law, Georgia. Up for a second. 
Meet Tony and my real people, real stories. Is this, is this, when was this, when was this released? Probably the same era. Yeah. There was something about savant was a big word in the late. Well, little Mr. Holland's opus was yeah, out. Yeah. Those the, were a the, whole the group of savants. savant thing was like. Want to do a little Sinatra? Someday. When I'm all Oh, I remember alone, seeing this. When the world. Now we're going to spray water up in the air and he's going to get butt naked and play. It's cold. She just starts spraying him with a water bottle. He'd be great at a bar, a barroom piano guy. I always wish I could play barroom piano, but I can't play piano. He doesn't know you're here. What do you love about this? Well, I love performing. I love titties <laughs> and pudding. Crowds. It is so much fun. So you don't like this audience? Oh, I of love one? it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for him. I remember seeing this. What is this like secret CIA footage right now? Look at the there's like Vaseline on the camera lens. We we had to sneak in the camera to the savant playing his first recital in 1991. You know. Oh, you see exactly. What did I say? What did I say? It, it was still fucking the, the effect of Rain Man literally rippled for like 13 years after Rain Man came out in 1988. I saw Rain you know? Man and knew that I could be something better. It's it just I could count matches. It's, he it, could count matches. There were French fries. Yeah. Was, was a diploma in performance major in music. You got to understand. He won an Oscar for that. It's like, whoa, Hoffman is stretching out. He's doing something different. It's because I talked real fast. I talked unlike anybody. And the people who have autism don't talk like this. I know. It's like maybe. Yeah. It, that, you got to put a little retard in it. You got to be a little <laughs> retarded because autistic people are essentially normal and that's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to be a little retarded. You got to be a little retard. That, that was very much uh, uh, that show with the wasn't it so called wasn't it with Chucky. The guy it was like the I always got Doogie Howser. And this show, can, there was a guy that played that that Beatles song, Obla Di, Obla Da. Was it Chucky? Was the guy's name? Or I can't think of the guy's name. He was he was a developmentally disabled actor. He was Down syndrome actor. And because of of Rain Man, that show was on ABC, and it was on for a while. Was it Ducky? Or I don't know what his name well, was. Well, here's what we got. Also, that happened this week that. is the pilot of the show Arsenio now. aired. Uh This is him trying to still all beds in '90s sitcoms were giant, stacked, plush night. Yeah, twenty a mountain of pillows to make that like yeah. roll around noise. Yeah, absolutely. What year was this? 1997. Wow. Yeah, he was still because I remember when our Shannon Hall when that show when the Shannon Hall show was canceled. Uh, it's not that it was it was jarring. This exists in a fantasy world where his late night talk show did not get canceled. <laughs> I just wish you had more hands. I just again, wish I didn't do this all the time. He, I mean, that show, you gotta understand, that Come show on, was a, that was a hit for His a talk while. show? Absolutely. When I was in college, like, that was definitely, like, you know, people of color had a show. Like, that was definitely a, kind of a woke show for its era. I found it ridiculous. I didn't like it that much. But there was good stuff on it. He had some good stuff. He had good guests. You get Eddie Murphy on there. You get Mike Tyson on there. Cosby made a few appearances on that show. Jackie Mason did some show, you know. I mean, people, did Jacqueline Bissett, I mean, if you were a star in the late 80s, you did Arsenio Hall. I do I mean, want to get know? into some stuff while we watch this um, to close well, out. Yeah. So there are a couple days that haven't been made official. So while we finish out this with TV history, we'll make fun of this and yeah. then we'll try and guess what shows are going to make a good comeback on the sure, overnight. Sure. How long do you got? 
I'm okay, man. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah, a absolutely. Little Sorry, dude. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's all in my head, huh? Yes. It's your inner bachelor talking. Ooh, that's inner fucking, bachelor. uh, that's Vivica A. I like Fox. That. Sure it's all up here. That's the inner bachelor pad. This oh, is one yeah. of those shows where, like, five years later, this might have some traction because Vivica was Vivica. That's Vivica A. Fox. Well, that's you with all the. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, she was, you know. So Sunday and Monday are not official yet. Um, yeah. Sunday, uh, we have the animated shows are back. Um, th- here's what I talked about this on the solo show. Yeah. So anything that's negative ten percent. That's a, ne- a, a ne- that's usually pretty insurmountable. Yeah. So what you want to look for is the shows that are within five per- a negative five percent of being a win. Oh 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 oh. So I feel like you still yeah. don't understand the TV league. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. It changes. The rules change all it the time. It does not change ever. Yeah. I've yeah. never changed the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I change scores. Yeah. Here's the rules. Yeah. Shows first episode. Yep. Base rating. Yeah. After that. Three points for an increase in viewership. Yeah. No points for a decrease. Okay. One point for it's the same same amount of people watched it. That okay. rarely okay. happens. Okay. That's it. Okay. It never changes. So when it goes from so it goes from a, a six point two to three point eight the next week, it it gets what points? How many? It points? never the scores never go down. Oh, so okay, okay. I've okay. never okay. lowered a super okay. rating okay. score. Okay, okay, that ever. makes sense. It's just other shows pass it. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Okay. You know, I, it I operates like a soccer table. Yeah. Yeah. So there are shows like the website will show you how many percentage in millions it changed. Exactly. So it'll be like 60 minutes had a negative 6.82% drop in viewership. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now, let me see if that, that fi- went final during the show. Some of the wow. times they go final during the show. Um, uh, I don't have the numbers on that. Arsenio yet. was definitely, he's appealing to like a, the African-American yuppie. Here, here's a perfect that. example. The Equalizer. Negative 3.62 drop in viewership. But that's without the overnight. That's fast fast affiliates. Yeah. Then you click on the show and you see what the overnights were like if it's official yet. Sure. So that is official. And it went to negative 0.71. So it almost won. Okay. Okay. So that's a good view of how the numbers change overnight. So equalizer I, equalizer okay. went from negative three point six two to negative zero point seven one. Okay. Okay. So that means two to three million people watched it on DVR. Yep. Okay. Overnight or the next day. Wow. So that's how shows can make comebacks. Okay. Uh, NCI the DVR viewership. Exactly. NCI Los Angeles negative three point oh seven. What did that do overnight? Um, that came to negative one point five two. The big network shows pull it out. Um. Because so they, we'll they have the crossover platforms. They have the no. It's just they just people will set yeah. their DVR. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Until you die. You've only been here a few weeks. You've only been here a few weeks. Not in Mary Hill. It's incredible how. The, the, again, it's, it's just this is me being older. It's just incredible the power you have over it now. So Monday is definitely not official yet. The Good Doctor is negative one point four eight. For an immediate, I think that's going to come back and take a win for the yeah, good doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Bachelor was negative seven point two seven. That could make the comeback because a lot of people love that show. Yeah, 
and they do binge them later on. And, and, and it builds to a climax, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of these shows, even though they're official, took a win. The Neighborhood won. 911 Lone Star took okay. a win. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Bob Hart's Abishola, 1.86 win. NCIS took the win. 1% increase in viewership. They, you know, that show is loyal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Cleaning Lady was 10%. When that, isn't that the the Latin show the woman she's yeah. a Latin I'm a cleaning exactly. lady and I have a baby I am not on drugs I'm not selling drugs uh so NCIS ended up going to four point four one so an extra three million people watched NCIS ooh Monday's official too everything went official during the the podcast so we're gonna have okay so when the show ends I'll update the 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 standings sure if you had more time we could actually do it now but that would be an extra. That would take a while. Yeah, I have to, I have to hit the road in a little bit, man. Sorry about that. But no, anyway, there's number one. It, Grey's Anatomy is still over the way to top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great. Wait, what's the top? I wasn't going to hear the top 10. Top uh, 20. Okay, here. We went we through go. a few of them earlier. I know that. The Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Juggler. Yeah, the, the, those Chicago, all. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, Chicago Mailman. You know, this guy. Chicago <laughs> Milkman. <laughs> milkman. Chicago Hobo. Chicago Whore. Chicago Drug de- It's just like. Everybody in Chicago is going to have their own and, show. Uh, Chicago librarian. Do you know an age difference between me and someone 10 years uh, older than me? They remember the milkman. That used to be a trade. I don't remember the milk. That was no, never no, a thing. That never a thing when I was There's there. Oberweiss will deliver milk, but it's not like a dude yeah. in a white hat comes that'll fuck your wife. And yeah, shit. exactly. So it's like, the milkman, that must have happened, right? No. I, did you think the milkman? Never. Sh- that is the insecurity <laughs> of men across <laughs> the world. <laughs> Don't you think at one time the last guy on his route? (laughs) Guarantee you a woman has never fucked a mailman. No, not a mailman, but a milkman. Never, 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 never. The end of his route. It's like candy and it's like razor blades and candy. Never fucking happened. (laughs) Come on. Never? I'll be willing to doubt it. The the, the guy at the end of his route. Oh, it's Mrs. Johnson's route. He's got he's got 15, 20 minutes to spare. He chats her up. Oh, that guy. That guy was in Seinfeld. I can be straighter. Get it? All of these He's shows in the white. 90s were always like, I'm an executive of a new show. I'm the host of a new show. Yeah. <laughs> I work at a TV station. It was like trying to be Seinfeld, but not stand up. Yeah. yeah. Like all the shows of like, you're Arsenio Hall, so you have to be in show business. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was. And that, that was definitely like a postmodern kind of breakthrough in a way, you know? Oh, this is like, remember sports, the sports show? Yes. With old boy from fucking six feet under. Is that Ed? Who is that? Who's on the left? It's not Ed O'Neill. That's fucking, I know him as Brillo from fucking Beethoven second. He's the guy that Jerry Seinfeld breaks up with when he breaks up with his friend. Remember the episode where he talks about breaking up with a friend? Oh, yeah. He's that guy. It just seems to come up. Man, devastating. Depressed. I'm Al O'Brien. And I'm Michael. There's the quickly they go on. Look at that fucking boxy ass TV they got right here. Yeah, yeah. Some of this was still even dated for that time, I think. I yeah. love how they're news anchors and he's just home at four. <laughs> like those people yeah. work crazy hours. Yeah, yeah. They work late like hours. Matt Lauer was so work deranged, he had a button where he would lock women in his room. Yeah. That's how little he got out into the public sphere. Yeah. yeah. He thought locking women in the room was normal. It was, it was necessary. You know, so here's the that top blue 20. shirt that is so fucking late 90s. I, I have one of those. I have one of those blue shirts. I have one of those early in my career. Gray's Anatomy, 61.81 super rating, Oof. reigning supreme at number one. Number two, NCIS, 52.45. So we got a nine point separating them. So Gray's Anatomy has to start getting some consistent losses before and the league, rest of yeah. the league has to start performing well because Gray's Anatomy is running away with it. They're exactly. buying Munich right now. They are. 
number three, Criminal Minds. Number four, Cobra Kai. Number five, The Witcher. Number six, Euphoria on its league debut. A 46.7 super rating and its last five uh five matchups, which is its last five episodes. Yeah. I talk about it in soccer language. Too. Sure, sure. That's good. Uh it had a loss, a win, a win, a loss, and a win. So it won three out of its last five episodes. What which show was that again, sir? Euphoria. Oh yeah. No, no, I again I I I I'll say this. I'll give you euphoria. Euphoria my played out the social aspects of life well. So the first episode was a wild success. Yeah. Second episode was an increase. Third episode was a loss, but that's because it aired during the NFC championship game. Yeah. And then the next two were wins. And then the second to last episode was a loss, but that's because it aired during the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like it took off and then it fucking hammered a win. So like the only time it lost is when there was something way up against. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so like you it's saw, got some staying power and you saw the like it was the perfect show to like every episode. Basically, every episode did better than the one before unless the NFL was on. Yeah. So it's resonating. It's yeah. resonating. Honestly, I look at its writing and stuff and some of the acting. It looked OK. It's a great show. Yeah, I mean, it looked OK. Hit, uh, the guy. The guy. Decent. Oh, yeah. We got to go to part two. Hell sure, yeah. Play sure. now. The guy, Sam Levinson, he's one of those like jewish guys who you could tell either had a wisp he talked like this he kind of still talks like this when he talks so here's what we're doing here it's fucking great like you can tell like oh this guy used to be a sheepish heroin addict yeah, yeah. and now he's in hollywood so yeah. uh 60 minutes number seven you number eight remember when you was number one yeah it was squid game is number uh or uh so 48 hours number nine squid game number 10 made number 11 reacher Oh, we forgot. I got into that on the solo show. So Reacher is now on Amazon. It's the non-Tom Cruise Reacher. Oh, interesting. They made him a giant Christian now. Really? Yeah. Wow. That has to be big for Scientology to lose their franchise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. That, I wonder if they had a talking to Tom of like, why didn't they want you for Reacher? Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or, is or, it because we lock people in trailers? How did they get outflanked in the, in the negotiations? You know what I, I mean? I think that's just you don't touch... I think he's going to start losing work because of his association with Scientology. But he's we're, been associated for so long. Yeah, though. but it's there's been too many documentaries about how fucking wild they are. Yeah. I think people are okay with religions being scams. Yeah, I think it's when they're being like they're locking slaves in trailers yeah. and not letting people escape. Yeah, anytime the word escape is mentioned, then you're like, okay, this is a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. So then, uh, God, okay, Fox is pretty, pretty woman. Oh yeah, Jesus. walking down the street. Chicago Med number 13, The Voice number 14, Coco Melon 15, that's a kid's show on Netflix, Heartland 16, Shameless 17, Legacies 18, Chicago Fire 19, and The Blacklist number 20. I tell you what, I, I feel like this, this, those, we, some shows debut and get up there, but like, you know, it's been a pretty steady list. Yeah. It was really unstable for a while. I feel like the last two months, you, I mean, obviously Grey's Anatomy being well, the Well, more of the shows flagship. are airing. It, yeah. It, it, uh, we added about 50 shows over the last... Um, cause there's 220 shows on TV right now. Wow. That, that you know, yeah, that God damn, that's a lot. It's the largest professional league in, in fucking wow. television, that's baby. It's a, a lot of shows, man. It really is. That's why I'm glad I eliminated the divisions though, because now it's one fluid league. Exactly. You all got a chance. It's fluid. Just like euphoria. And I swear to God, they're so fluid. I'm going to check at the end of the fucking run. I think this, where we rank these, however many shows is going to be where, pretty much where they're at nielsen and like where people tweeted them and stuff that's yeah. why so oh to, so i added 10 points to euphoria for its social exactly which i think that, that's a new dimension correct and i want to start one of the things you changed <laughs> but i but it's should, but i'm dude. talking about it 
I know. And I told you, you about it. I'm giving you shit. And I didn't take any points away. Okay, true. And that, again, that's changing scores. Yes. It's yes. all the same criteria. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I'm still figuring out how many and for what. Yeah. The reason I gave it 10 points is because it's like the most tweeted about. It's the most. It was across all platforms. When yeah. that show was on TV, it's all people on social media talked about. Oh, yeah. That's worth 10 points. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I'm going to try and figure out how sometimes it might be five. But that's what we're, that's why I do it on the show, because we will decide what's Isn't the that points. what you want to have happen? You want it to be on yeah. all fronts, all forums. So if you can get some tweeting, obviously, that's like the ideal, right? So, so next that week, show seems to be so doing that. So next time we stream when we're together, I want to go through some shows and we'll start adding some social points to some shows. Because there are some yeah. shows that like Squid Game probably deserves yes. five extra points. Yep. I, In no, fact, I do you want to do that now? Sure. What the heck? Let's give Squid Game five extra points. Absolutely. No, no I, I think that that... Uh, because, that makes sense. Because you heard about Squid Game. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. It's gone down a couple notches. Not much. It's still in the top 10. So Squid but Game. Wasn't it like four or five for a so while? So Squid Game is now the new number seven because it's yep. just under Euphoria now. 46.2 to Euphoria is 46.7. Yeah. So we've already added a change. And in six hours, that will take effect on KeithPazel.com. <laughs> I like this. You got you got the process down, my friend. Well, I meant that I wanted to be alone, but this show is going to get canceled after seven episodes. It made it like a whole season, I think. Yeah, you want to be alone, but I think that's people being like, "We want this to be good." Yeah, absolutely. We'll give you the whole season. It it is maybe the pilot did well because Vivica's attractive. I say that I want to be alone. That must be a weird feeling when you're on a show like this, and you know you're an experienced show business person. You know when the vibe isn't good. You know when the vibe, and you know like it's probably it ain't gonna make it, man. You know it must be kind of an odd feeling, you know. Yeah, I want. I, I bet you the is the healthy attitude. We're just gonna try to make it the best we can do it, and just see what happens, and then think about the next thing. Well, know? and they all got paid already. Well, I yeah, feel like them. Cash. They're looking at yeah. it like you know, it, be like they. I think to. I think people's disappointment in shows not getting picked up is all monetary. It's all yeah. like, man, this would have been a good paycheck, a good consistent paycheck. Yep, now I have to go re put out my fucking headshots. You have to go redo the. Yeah. The humiliating grind of yeah. auditioning and putting yourself out there. I think it's the fear of like, oh, I would have such a comfortable ride. Oh, yeah. But then people always get sick of the ride. Why? Well, no, they yeah. want to get on the ride they and then they complain about yeah. like, oh, my life is so cramped and I can't go to fucking pavilions without yeah. fucking people taking pictures of me. <laughs> Yeah, it, it. the point is with, the, I think, a TV show to it. It's the fourth season. That's what you want to get to, right? If you get to the fourth season, or 100 episodes, I think that's syndication. Yeah, that's the threshold of like, yeah. you're going to make some good money. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, and that's the thing. People think 100 episodes, and then they're like, a channel will be like, we don't want your fucking show. Well, exactly. They could just it's say 100 no. episodes of shit. Yeah. It, it, you think people, when, when have you seen Boston Legal on syndication? You, you know, it's another thing that's funny. That is, show was uh, on for like 10 years. Absolutely. There was, a, remember the show, uh, Evening Shade was a Burt Reynolds sitcom in the yeah. late 80s, early, that he got to the, and he thought it was going to get renewed, but for the fifth season. When are they going to syndicate they China no. Beach, is what I want to yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They should have that out there, too. That, that was a cutting, that was the Vietnam thing, man, later. 80s anyway when china beach came out on dvd oh yeah all right you gotta go i gotta hit the road with people well keith as always thank you money yeah man uh that was a good action-packed long show we we, we had a good show uh we're gonna include more of those live streaming channels reels and baywatch channel will be watched i I think it's a totally good idea Uh, they have two multiple hallmark channels uh it's that's incredible you got that channel i'm impressed so uh thanks for watching guys sorry for the power outage snafu i'm gonna edit this video together it's gonna be a beautiful video for youtube uh, I'm probably going to do a solo show on Thursday. I might have some people Skype in, or do you, can you record Thursday? 
I'm uh, off. I'm gonna be. T- I'm going to be tied up. Dude. All right. Sorry, it's all man. good. I'm sorry, man. I so I'll be here to do a solo show Thursday. Yep. And we're going to tighten up some of the rankings. Maybe we'll call you. Maybe I'll call you while you're hey, driving. Hey, man, that, that, that's cool with me, man. All right. See you guys. We yep. love you. KeithPazel.com. Now how can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air?